0: welcome everyone to the islanders never say die podcast i'm your host tj and with me here as always is our nhl analyst and expert the grumpy old man they say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same that's me and with us here friend of the show friend in life there we've got coach tommy baffey how are you coach tommy b
1: i'm uh, doing wonderful tonight uh so happy to be back here on the show with you two. Uh, looking forward to a lot of fun, maybe a little bit of controversy, but, um, <laughs> and of course, you know, talking eye on this hockey, good and bad, always great. I uh, hope you guys are both feeling well, wish you well, and uh, let's do it. A-
0: absolutely. Uh, if you're new here to the channel and you're new to the show and you happen to stumble across this podcast, uh, welcome. This is a twice a week All Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That being said, there will be no show this Saturday. Um, There'll be no show this Saturday, but we will resume our normal schedule next Wednesday. So that will be uh, February the 14th will be our next show, but no show this Saturday. Uh, but again, as I mentioned, it's a twice a week all sports podcast or all Islanders podcast. Ooh, I'm getting my wires mixed up, but it's a twice a week all Islanders podcast. that takes place every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a few things, you know, if, if, you, if you enjoy the show, you enjoy the content, you enjoy the items we discuss, make sure to do a few things. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of the future content that we release and also make sure to hit the thumbs up button or the like button apparently that helps the algorithm first off and number two it lets grumpy and myself know that you like content that we put out we also do have a all sports podcast an all sports podcast here where it's myself the grumpy old man and the magnificent son x and we talk anything and everything sports on that show it's thursdays 9 p.m eastern standard time and Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you better bet your bottom dollar that we're going to be going live during the Super Bowl on Sunday. That will be fun. Um, you could find that. In- <laughs> you can find that in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on our YouTube channel it's called TJ and the grumpy old man we talk anything and everything sports on that show we talk NHL right so if you like if you like hockey we cover the NHL we cover the NFL we cover the MLB we cover basketball we cover college athletics we cover world football we cover anything and everything sports on that show. It's myself, the grumpy old man, and the magnificent son X, the comment king, on that show, and he'll be helping us tonight, starring some some comments there uh, on the show tonight. Um, but those are the few pieces of housekeeping that we wanted to cover, and I wanted to open up the floor there first to Coach Tommy B. Now he has a podcast as well um, that he does there with with or or live stream with with uh, Coach Baffy's Corner, and they've got they've got an event coming up there for the Drive for Five that that I want Coach Coach Baffy to fill us in on.
1: You great. Know, it's great. And then, honestly, you can catch Coach Pappy's Corner on uh, on the on the Drive for Five and many of the other groups that we put in, just like you do. Uh, usually I do it on Monday nights. Next show will be Monday night, February 12th. And for all, all the Islander fans out there who are not going to the stadium series game, we are going to throw a viewing party for you all on Sunday, February 18th to watch the Islands and the Rangers play in that huge MetLife spaceship stadium. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have it over in East Meadow at Whiskey Red Sports Bar and Grill uh 2552 Hempstead Turnpike in East Meadow and of course great specials we got beer and food specials for everybody and it's gonna be a wonderful time tv is a great viewing for the games there and we'll probably do a little group picture and you know chance and all that stuff so it'll be a nice islander event for everybody from, from the drive for five
0: yes absolutely um and and I tell you that's right the stadium series game is coming up not this Saturday or not this was it Saturday, right? The Stadium Series
1: game. Oh, uh, Sunday. The Devils play the Flyers Saturday night. Islanders play the Rangers Sunday afternoon. That's right. That's
0: right. Oh man, that's gonna be a big one. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes there. Hopefully, the weather. I think you know. Hopefully, that turns out well. Um, but you know, today, I guess you know, we're coming back from the All Star break here, and um, the Islanders earned themselves a victory against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um. It's it's one in which I'd say, you know, there's there's definitely a few positives to take from that win. Uh, you know, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves just quite yet, but I I think there's there's some positives to take away from that win. There's some positives um, that that are that are that are nice to see every once in a while. Uh, but Grump, I, I want to ask you first, what did you think of that game that we had against Toronto?
2: I thought that uh, it was a broken win um, when the. Coach of Toronto says, "Yeah, the last two goals were not good. We get McLean coming out of the bottom. I, I keep on thinking it's Ross Johnson, but Kyle McLean, who I've been hyping on this show for about a year and a half now, finally getting a chance playing the bottom six. Uh, it comes out of the, uh, it comes out of the penalty box, and there you go. Last two goals were gifts, absolutely. Okay. And I don't know what simpsonov was doing in net." But now Kyle put like four moves on him. The first move had him flopping on his belly. So, um, but that was a tremendous goal. Um, he's got good hands. I like him. He goes in the corners. He's a quintessential bottom six guy. Um, and then the the last goal was a weekie. Um, congratulations to Pierre Engvall finally scoring for the first time and I don't know when. Um, and you know we wanted to get one against Toronto, uh, and Sorokin was sensational in the last two minutes. He just was. I, I, I want to say he had. I want to say he probably had seven to ten just like ding, ding 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 saves down the stretch. He was great. He was really great. And what do I like about Pat Patty Wap? You're seeing him. Matt Barzal is playing an awful lot. Noah Dobson's playing an awful lot. Uh, best players play. I don't have a problem with it. I don't know how long they can keep up with this. I mean, it's right after all-star break, so the guy should be rested. But I'm glad that he's giving these guys opportunities to play a lot more than everybody else. The best players on the team, let's play him.
0: Coach Tommy B., what, what were your takeaways there from that game against Toronto?
1: Well, well first off, uh, Grumpy made great great points about Kyle McClain as a guy who I personally have loved now since last year. He's an NHL-caliber guy. Um, is he going to score you 40 goals? No, but he'll do everything else you ask of him. And I even see a potential p- penalty killer there for the too in the future. I- I'm sad to say that they're probably going to send him down when Casey comes off the LTR either for tomorrow or Saturday's mm-hmm. game. And I wouldn't send him down. I'd put him on the wing with Casey. I think him and Casey, we work great together personally. They're replica players and they're fast and they're, they're not afraid to hit anybody. Yep. So I would love to see it. But you know how the numbers game works and they would rather send down McLean than, uh, you know, wave somebody like a Aho or a Matt Martin who's kind of useless to the team at this point. Um, but, this, you know, I, I don't agree with things like that. I'm sure that's Lou pulling that trigger. Not a while. so, you know, let's get that straight. I thought Barzell was fantastic on Monday. Yes. And, uh, and for all the Islander fans out there who, for years, given Barzell crap, you're really eating a lot of crow. Yeah, and that's your future captain, guys. I listen to people saying stuff like, "Oh, they're going to get to see the Horvat." No, this is Matt Barzell's team, and he deserves to see when they take it away from Lee, whether it's this you know next year, or the year after, whichever year it is. And Horvat plays with Barzell; they're a great they're a great tandem. But Barzell also breastfeeds Horvat a lot, a lot.
0: The I'll say the I liked you know the kind of the chime in. I like what I saw from McLean. You know, you're right. He's he's your quintessential bottom six guy. He's a guy who will put a lot of effort out there on the ice. He's not a lot of he's not a guy with a lot of great touch around the net. Um, you're right. We have so many guys who are on this roster with, with long-term deals, right? You know, when you see occasionally a guy like that where it's like, Wow, he could go ahead and fill a spot for us. You know, you you could have healthy competition for your bottom six, like like all teams have. But, uh, you know, us, unfortunately, we like to sign guys to, you know, older guys to long-term deals in those, in those specific positions. Um, but when Casey returns, the Islanders are going to be 100% healthy. I, you know, I cannot think yeah. of a single player that will be out of the lineup that plays for us every single night. We just got Pulak back. Um, he's back off of the, the injury reserve. Um, you know, Bertuzzo. He's not a starter. He's still out injured. He'll probably be out for the year, but we're going to be getting Casey Zizekas back. Our team will be 100% healthy. And, you know, you look at at teams that make or could make pushes down the stretch. It's teams that, number one, have talent, teams that get hot, and teams that are healthy. Um, You know, we got a new coach. We're completely healthy at this point. There are zero, and I mean absolutely zero, excuses for any sort of misstep or, or poor performance down the stretch. There's no such, oh, this guy's injured. That guy's there's no excuses. No. Our team is fully healthy and we really need to see production out here on the ice. And it was a it was a good win against Toronto. Um, but yeah, I, I did see Sheldon Keith mention that the last two goals that Toronto surrendered were gifts. And um, you know, hey, you gotta take advantage of the opportunities that are laid in front of you. And you know, the coming out of the penalty box, you know, McLean goes ahead and pots one, that's big. And then that third goal after Toronto, I mean, they were kind of carrying action in the third period. They go out there
2: and, and Morgan kind of? and Riley, kind of, they were carrying action. Okay, they were dominant. Yeah, Toronto was good. dominant in the third that, period. That yeah. third
0: goal, Morgan Riley is is letting he lets Pierre Engvall skate through him pretty much, and he's just like he's almost like cemented into the cemented into the ice, not doing a damn thing. And he looks Pierre Engvall, Pierre Engvall of all the guys, beat him down low. I was like, holy shit. Uh, you know, it, it, it was definitely something. But, uh, you know, we were able to take advantage of, of the, the, the mistakes Toronto made.
2: Samsonov's got to be better on that initial save. Yeah. I mean, I thought
1: know, the, you, first, the first goal. You
2: can't kick it right out into the mid- center of the slot, can't you?
1: Yeah, no, I, look, I mean, it, you know, there's a big difference. You watch, What Sorokin did in the last minute and a half of that game, Sure. Okay. That was That's how we won the game, guys. Seven shots from the from the scoring zone. He stopped all seven of them.
2: He was right.
1: tremendous. Uh, we're lucky. We're lucky that they didn't score there, and we've got to clean that up. Our play with the goalie pulled against us is absolutely horrendous. As is our PK when they have an extra man.
2: It needs to get cleaned up. I I, I don't
0: thing, know what can be done.
2: One on thing, and maybe Tommy, you can help. No Dobson – now Pulak and Pellic are back together, um, for better or worse. Um, and Dobson is getting – I don't want to say double-shifted, but I would say maybe three out of five. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he's teamed up with Riley ever because Riley plays no defense and it was quite a few times he's out there with Riley. And it's like, that's when. Now, here's the thing. I think Dobson has been great this year. Uh, again, talk about his, how good he is with the puck along the wall. He just is so calm back there. I just, and I see him out there with Riley. I'm like, man, this could be something bad happening. I'd always want somebody who's like a rock solid back there team with Riley.
1: I don't mind Mike Riley, but he's a third pairing guy. Who you got to give some minimal minutes to? Um, he can do some things offensively, right? We see that he's he's you know he'll jump into plays. He's got a decent shot. He's a pretty good skater. He's got decent vision. His defense is I mean, I'll, he, he plays is, no defense. He That's plays no defense. When he was with Aho, I was just cringing when they yeah. were on, when they were paired together. I'm like, how could you pair these two guys together? But I mean, Pelican Pulak looked good in their first game back. So let let's see how they do. You know, as I said, I still have my, you know, Romanov still has warts. I know I own the fans want to sit there. I think he's playing great. Dobson covers up a lot of his warts. If you watch Romanov on a PK, he's always out of position. Always. And the stick's never down, never down in the lane. You want to take the passes away in the lane. It bothers the hell out of me. Another thing that bothers me is playing players in places they don't belong, like Pierre Ringvold. He belongs on the third line and on the penalty kill. He was a good penalty killer in Toronto. Yep. Yep. So get Clutterbuck off the PK, he's horrible at it, and put Pierre back on the PK, okay, and put him back on the third line where he belongs.
2: He is not an offensive player. Well, but the reason, that's what happens when you give a guy a a contract like that and say, well, he's a second-line player off of, you know, 15 games at the end of the season where he only averaged half a point a game. It's the fact that we don't have any, or not don't have any, but we have very few top six players that guys like that are forced to play up. And that's been a problem with the team for a number of years. now. I, I would play Wally up and just say, if you're going to give him
1: a shot, like you're claiming you're going to give him. And I want to say Patrick, I did a great thing on Monday. Look, Wallstrom had a very good game, a really good two way game on Monday. He just missed scoring right before the, the penalty that he took. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't, just abused the hell out of the kid for making a mistake he put him right back out there on the next shift if you want this kid to develop and have confidence you've got to believe in him and to believe in him you have to actually accept the mistakes i say the same thing about boulder as he's developing you got to accept he's going to make these mistakes until he learns wallstrom can you know he's not going to be able to learn that way every time you make a mistake it's going to tighten him up it's going to make him scared he's got to play free
0: that that was a big plus that I wanted to mention and talk about here today. You know, we talked about the prior two regimes under Barry Trotz and under under Lane Lambert. I mean, Wallstrom makes a mistake. Well, you're sitting on the bench for the rest of the evening or for 13 or 14 minutes of ice time. And, you know, and absolutely, I mean, I, I always believe, right, as a professional, you want everybody to be mentally strong. Wallstrom has never struck me as a guy who is mentally strong. He's stri- he's always he's always a guy who I thought is a little bit of a mental midget. They're just are guys like that as professionals.
2: Okay. I don't think there's anything with doing being mentally small, but if you're you make a mistake and you sit for the rest of the game, what are you gonna think? That has nothing to be with mentally small.
0: Some, no. some guys, some guys, they're able to they're able to every, do it.
2: Every young
1: player is like that. Right. If Wally's so mentally weak, why why wouldn't you put him out there is he always playing hard? I think I think he I always think... gives an effort. The effort's always there. Sometimes he's got bad <laughs> positioning, but the effort on Wallstrom is always there. So I, think I don't think a it's,
2: it's a mental thing.
0: I think he grips the stick a little tight when he get. I, I, I think, think it moves
2: would. Yeah. If, if, not if every you, player does. If you, okay. If you're a young player and you make a mistake and you only get to play five minutes a night because well we're just gonna make an example out of you, guess what that means? I'm I have to play a little bit more tenant because I don't want to make a mistake and sit.
0: Young players.
2: And young it was players like, both on. guys.
0: Young players are more prone to do that, but I mean, what is he now? He's 23, 24 years old
2: but he's never had a legit shot with the oh, team. Man.
0: You're you're starting to become a true professional. I'm just, you know, here's oh, here's the, I have no problem. Well, uh, let's back up here for a second. Okay. I'm happy with what Patrick Wall did. I'm happy he didn't bench him. I'm happy. He went ahead and immediately said, "Gotcha. We're just we're just going status quo right back out there on your next shift. Work hard, make up for the mistake." And he did, I thought towards the tail end of the game. You know, it's it's a different philosophy than what we've seen under Barry Trotz and a different philosophy than what we've seen under Lane Lambert. Now, is that because Patrick Waugh, you know, being the head coach there in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, dealt with a lot of mistakes from young players, making young player mistakes for years and years? And he's like, gotcha. What I've noticed here and what works well for me is are you going to make mistakes? Put them right back out there, and the player the player will reward you, and that's that's what I thought I saw. I liked that from Patrick Waugh in, in you know in the game there recently against the... just,
1: But veterans yeah. make mistakes too. Yeah, and and they, they don't, don't get to that. they don't react that way to it. i, I never understood that if, if a veteran keeps making the same, you've got to chastise him for it. Sure, but I mean, if you want to build up a young kid, you've got to he's got to know it's okay to make the mistake. He's got to well, feel that way. way that you have his back.
2: Right. And yep. maybe it's just as simple as a fresh set of eyes wants to give a young kid a shot. Maybe it's just as simple as that. Yeah. And uh, like I said, that's that's the, always been the issue to me. The veterans, it didn't matter if they made – how many mistakes Bailey make over and over again? And they just kept rolling them out every night, playing on you know the top line or the second line every single night. Didn't matter how bad he played. And this kid, like I said, never given a shot. Let's see him get a legit shot. That's all I want. Simon Holmson this year when he was playing like dog crap, did they bench him? No, they did not. He's a little guy. That's right. See, that, that's 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 the problem that I have. That That's the problem that I have. And I'm just glad Waz here to maybe just, like I said, a new set of eyes looking at the situation saying, hey, and I'm glad that he has the power so far to make those decisions and not be betrothed to Lou, like Lane Lambert obviously was.
1: I would like to see Wallstrom moved up with Horvat and Barzell. I've wanted it for a while. Yep. I would like to see Lee and Nelson have always played well together, playing with palms. And I'd like my third line to be a speed defensive checking line. Pajot, Holmstrom, ingball will give first lines fits. Yep. They will. I think that that's, you want to eliminate the power of their first
2: line. So. The-
1: Use your three fastest guys who are back, good back checkers and put them together,
2: and make it a nightmare for every first line you play against. The only issue I would have with that line, Tommy, is you got two guys who won't go into corners. Engvall won't go into corner, neither will Holmstrom. They don't go into the corners. So is Pajot going to be the guy who's got to go into the corner all the time? I don't know.
1: I think Rawar has to. I mean, look, Engvall's never going to do it. Uh, Holmstrom's young. He can be. He can be taught. Um, I think that Ruar would have to kind of get into In- into Owens ear a little bit and just you know alter his game of touch. I think Ruar is capable of doing that with anybody. He's a great voice. He's a very positive guy. But Lambert was droopy, wasn't he? Didn't he always seem like he was you know like he was just like a negative Nelly with everything?
0: I think he was just. I think at the tail or end, man. he was like I I do I pushed every button. I saw Trotz push every button. I you know and he's just like what the. I cannot get a different result. I cannot get a different reaction in the room. And, like, at the end, I mean, shit, he just looked defeated, in my opinion. I mean, even look at the post-game pressers. I'm like, Jesus,
1: he just looks defeated out there. He did. Well, all he wants to do is show his take of his last game in (laughs) Montreal, and that will scare the crap out of anybody anyway. (laughs) The, you
0: know, the the one thing I'll mention here about, you know, I thought obviously we had a huge advantage in that. I thought really the first goal was more on Samsonov where I'm like he just missed the puck. It rings off the it rings off the post and bounces right there for Matty Dean. He's able to pop one in the back of the net. And, you know, I thought I thought Toronto had some unbelievable grade A chances. And, you know, you look at the tail end of the game there was a little bit of a confrontation that occurred and I want to get your guys' opinions on it. Uh, you know, I won't, I, I, I'll let you take a guess. A lot of Islander fans are happy about how this, this all transpired. I want to get you on it. Um, the last 20 some odd seconds here, I'll put it in uh, one. I'll just put it normal speed and then we'll put it slow motion here. You'll be able to see some of the chances and kind of what occurred and happened here. But, um, you know, this is this is right down the stretch where they had chance after chance after chance, and yep. Sorokin came up huge. This this right here is what people were excited about or happy about. Here, you've got John Tavares, number ninety one, gets cross checked in the back there by Kyle Clutterbuck, and then he's jumped there by by Cal and, and Scott Mayfield. You know, I, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that and, and kind of what your what your thoughts were how that game ended.
2: Uh For me. I thought that Toronto looked rusty in the way they handled pucks down low. Um, I mean, Matthews has a great chance to start the third period. He hits the crossbar and the post. Uh, I just thought they mishandled some chances that they would normally score. I know you're talking about the DeVars thing. Um, I, but,
0: really quickly, Grumpy, can you see this? I, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you. But holy shit, I did not realize that Bertuzzi hammered this point blank.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And he just came comes up with a huge shave Sorokin does. He's I'm so, sorry.
2: He is so strong down low. Oh. I mean, like I said, it was a Sorokin win. I mean, we're lucky to have him. I don't think much of Samsonov as a goalie. I just don't. Uh, that's going to be the undoing of Toronto when push comes to shove. Well, Wall, Wall is a the starter there. Yeah, okay. He's another backup type. I mean, I don't think much of him either. Um, I don't, man, that's, I'll tell you what, that's kind of a, I don't know, I mean, why'd they go after Tavares? Maybe they're butthurt like you are, TJ, that he's signed. I'm not butthurt.
0: To I'm uh, not butthurt. I don't give a shit about it anymore. You you just continue to perpetuate that, Grump. But, but uh, Coach Tommy, what did you think about how this game ended here?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, the obvious, Sorokin, stole the game in the last minute and a half from us ending up in overtime. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I thought we played a fairly good game most of the night, but the third period we did, we did have another one of our third periods. We absolutely did. We just kind of, you know, we got the lucky goal a little bit by Ingwell because Samsonov kicked that rebound right to him, and there was nobody on him because the only time is going to the net is if no one's going to hit him. Right. So. You know, and I mean I give Pierre credit because he scored. I was happy for him. It was nice. You go to Toronto, you scored that big goal. He's been struggling mightily. So I was really happy for the guy. But I and mean, with the Tavares thing, I don't you know what they
2: would they took they were taking shots at Barzell all night. Am, am I not crazy?
1: Uh, I didn't
0: think so. No.
2: I, you know I hated when I, I hated that that narrative that Butchie was pushing. Oh, this okay. guy, he went out of okay. He's got the puck on his stick. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Not just let him skate in. I, no, don't, I, I get it. He ta- he's targeting him. What do you mean he's targeting him? He's got the puck on his stick. He's I like him. what Horvat did, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure.
0: Sure. I, I like, I think, I, I thought it was unnecessary, but Horvat's a guy who, obviously, right? Anders Lee's not the captain. He's not an even assistant captain on this team anymore. He's a yeah. passenger. He's a guy that's, I think, rear view mirror. You need to transition away. I think Bo Horvat serves as a better assistant captain, and Matt Barzal is a captain on this he's team. Awesome that like no. you know i don't need to see Anders lee have where anything that no see no way my friend i think bo Horvat's more of an assistant captain than 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 andrews lee at this point and i think that uh, you know Matty b is the captain of this team i, I don't even think it's questionable um you know the, the hit that that caused that fight he was kind of trying to to avoid the hit and he kind of got Got I, I it didn't. It it looked the way he felt, It looked more violent than it was. It really didn't get hit that hard. But you know, Bohorvat immediately stepped up to, to to answer the bell. Um, you know, we were fortunate that it didn't. I mean, they didn't score on that power play. I'm thinking, right?
1: I they think scored was, on the uh, on the Wallstrom power play. To tie. it.
0: oh, they scored on the four on. Yeah, they scored on the four they on. Scored the, on the four with, right at oh, the oh.
1: drawer. I right, mean, Moniz walked in Mayfield. I don't know where the hell he went on that play. Mayfield Mm -hmm. was so out of – and he didn't play a bad game on Monday, Mayfield, but he was so out of position on that goal, Pelic was left hung out the dry, and Marner picked the corner. So there's not a lot you can do there.
2: So now, Tommy, Tommy, there's been a narrative running around with the Lamanites that, uh, you know, the coach is the reason to blame for these third-period collapses, and I say it's the players, and because now how many times, even under Patty Wah, are we seeing the same breakdowns in the third period and the last five minutes. In fairness to Paddy
1: Warr, he's still only getting, you know, he's only got his feet wet here with these guys. So you're gonna, you know, he's changing things around. And even just his attitude is changing things around, by the way, because Roir is gonna force him to be held accountable. So in that regard, it's better for them. But the third periods have still been bad, they've
2: absolutely not been good. I liked Myself, I like the more aggressive uh, penalty kill as opposed to passive. And okay, maybe it doesn't work as well against a team like Toronto. Toronto didn't score a bunch of goals on power play, they didn't have a whole lot of chances. But I think you're going to see lesser teams. And if you're real aggressive with them, I think it's going to lead to better results.
0: Well, I think the point you were trying to make, though, was that, you know, Patrick Waugh, it's it's not his fault the reason they're blowing leads it's not it wasn't wasn't Lane Lambert's fault they were blowing leads it was the players and you know and and that's that's the issue I've always had where it's like you know did we did we ever gain the lead against Nashville no we didn't but we came (laughs) down we were down 3-1 we tied the game up and we give up a goal in the last like minute or so of action like that was not on Patrick Waugh and then even against Toronto we look at Toronto now here's the thing the Islanders for whatever reason well I won't say for whatever reason the Islanders' still obviously take to very to heart what John Tavares did to that group that's the reason why they always seem it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how bad the team is how bad they're struggling they always seem to play Toronto
1: very hard okay when what do you let he, that go
2: and, and I was do?
1: one of those guys that was there on February 28th when he came back and was screaming my head off at him and all that and he deserved it sorry but he did but I think I the fans better have a reality check here. John Tavares did give this team nine years of his heart and soul, and he did it at a bargain price, okay? I don't like how he handled it, but after a while, you got to say, he's a human being with a family and kids. He didn't shoot anybody. He didn't rape anybody. He didn't commit a crime. He, he just did something that I think he should have apologized for, but it's not that big of a deal anymore. You have to let it go at some point. I wrote this the other day. Fair amount, I on the fans got on top of me for it. screw him. I'm like, look, I said, you are just it's it's like it's like a scorn
2: lover thing, you know. She left you. You can't let it go. Let it go. What did he think about what he actually did? He had a contractual ability to become a free agent. Yeah, that's what he did. And here's the thing: it was all in the GM's hand and the ownership's hand at the time. It's he Madden's said he wanted fault. to stay. He didn't want to get traded. Well, you know what? He could say whatever he wants. It's True. on the general manager and ownership group to say, well, John, if you want to stay, here's the deal. Sign it now. And if he said no, we're moving on. We'll, we'll try to sign you again as a free agent. That's all I had to do. Don't blame the player for going to free agency. I just think that I did thought, I've thought i always wow. thought that's just a I thought it was just dumb. That's what he was able to do. And he, t- he took his – it was his office. He did it. I have no problem with it at all. I'm trading him in that summer if he didn't sign the extension. Yes. How many years? Think about how many years they tried to get him signing extensions. extension. wasn't like two years, two and a half years. Well, you're
1: only allowed to sign the extensions once you have a contract past January 1st when you have like one year left. So there's a rule you can't just keep signing extensions. But the fact of the matter is that summer they offered him seven for seven. We all know about it. And he says, well, I'll think about it. No, there's no think about it. It's yes or no. It's it's the Godfather. Either, you know, either you're either your either your signature could be on this paper or your brain's gonna be on this paper. It's the
2: Godfather. <laughs> One or the other. And you just I mean, I like I said, there were numerous contracts they offered him and he's well, I want to wait. I want to wait. It's on it's on the GM and ownership at that point in time. You're the ones with the power there. Yeah, and you uh, let the yeah. player, you gave the position the player uh the position of power, and that's on ownership and the GM.
0: The like, uh, I, you know, I was upset obviously when John Tavares originally, I'm done. I'm over it. Yeah, it's, so it nice. is what it is. I mean, now it's, it, you have enough time removed from it. You say, well, thank you for your time here. He was a good Islander when he was here. I, you know, no complaints about that. But the team absolutely still hates his guts, I feel like. And I thought the, the end of the game where I'm like, the puck has already been cleared, and, and you get Kyle Clutterbuck two-hand cross-checking him in the back, and the, and the
2: small of the back, I'm like, well. Yeah, well it wasn't the ever, small of the back. It was right in the abdomen. Well, yeah, well, he, he well, came well, with a shot. Whatever it was, yeah, wherever he – well, you you know, You'd rather I'm, get uh, in the small of the back. You got padding back there. You ain't got nothing up front.
1: Yeah, in fairness, that happens a lot at the end of the game when guys are scrambling by the front and trying to tie a game. It gets kind of nasty in there. You know, he, he wasn't he, close to the net, though. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, the, puck,
0: the puck was already gone. And that's, yeah. that was the thing. I was like, the puck was already exiting the zone. He's like, he knew that puck was a bam. And he cross checks him. He, John Tavares just hits a stick. He says, fuck it. It's on. And J- Scotty Mayfield jumps him from behind. I mean, you know, John Tavares is not a, a physical mean or nasty player at all by any stretch of the imagination. Never unless happens. he's, unless he's drastically changed from his time here on the Island. And I don't watch enough Toronto games. But, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I, I could tell the animosity and hatred for him is still here in the team for some of the old the old country club crew. It's the reason why we play extremely well against Toronto is because, oh, gotcha, it's, we got to get up to play Toronto. We hate Toronto. But, like, tying this back to the point together, we surrendered the lead against Toronto also last night. If it wasn't for a nice Pierre Engvall goal to, to score us there, I mean w- – You know, we surrendered plenty of leads under Lane Lambert and we're still doing that. It's 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 on the players. I mean, maybe Patrick walk can can get the players more focused at the tail end of games. And that's, I I think, honestly, the best thing we can hope for. But it's still one of those where I, I put the majority of the blame on the players and not necessarily the coach in that area. You're professional. You're all veterans of the league. You know what it takes to close out games. You've done it before. And when you're not doing it, you know who the onus and the blame falls on. Not the coach, the guy who's been a vet for ten plus years, mm-hmm. not doing his not doing his job and falling through with his responsibility.
2: And it could it's be
1: the but... broken bashes. Anybody, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Any other
2: goalies in the net on Monday night, that game's we lose. great We lose the game. He was he was great the whole game. He was the yes. whole game. I mean, just to put
0: this one up here, you're gonna like this one. It's it it it, it, it puts a quite quite a few fun things on display. We get to see Riley yeah, look at this. Around.
2: Four guys
0: on one. You get to see uh, you get to see Riley and Mayfield just completely collapse in the defensive zone, and you also get to see Sorokin bailing out defensive lapses. So let's you take have, a look.
2: Look what you have. You have four guys going to one player.
0: And see, right? Look what this does because you have four guys on one player.
2: It opens everything up. But who does this? look? Who does this all the time? Number twenty-four. Every mm.
1: single freaking play.
2: And if it's not 24, it's 28. They both do the same thing. (laughs) But, but, I mean, you talk about, like, the zone entry, right?
0: We've got Mayfield pushing the issue. Well, gotcha. We don't cover the guy through transition. And what happens? Because we've got four guys on one, it allows for a point-blank opportunity just for a tap-in opportunity here for Toronto. Now, they miss it. Thank God, because that's point-blank. That probably finds the back of the net. But it's like you watch you watch how this transpires. Like Jesus, look at this shit! Look at look at look at Riley over here. Just well, Riley doesn't play
1: any positions. He, he's in no man's land. <laughs> what is he thinking? The guy's going to dump the puck on the boards? There, what is he
2: doing? <laughs> he doesn't play any
1: defense, That's and it problem.
0: leads Scott Mayfield, the only defenseman down low, for another po- a huge shave here. He stands strong, and then we get. Well,
2: and Mayfield made himself look big. And here's again, just a little bit out of the way. Oh, my God. See, that's that's what I mean. How many opportunities did this all game long? He's so good. And I it drives me crazy when you hear the Lamb say, oh, well, he's, you know, he's not that good. He's not stealing his game. He won us that game. His, I just want to just real quick comment on the end of game situations. It's almost like the guys start panicking. And they just collapse in, and they they don't know what to do. And it, that should not be the case. And it could be, it shouldn't be the case with a bunch with a veteran team. It absolutely should not be the case. But maybe you just have some of the wrong guys in the lineup at the end. You, I mean, it could be just this, something yeah. as simple as that. My God, what a save! You player. have two um, point blank opportunities in
0: thirteen seconds.
2: That pairing is going to be a problem.
0: Yes, um, I agree. Yes.
2: Um,
1: it's it, to me, it should be bolded.
0: Yeah, I uh, think Gold
1: has been good this year.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think nothing of Riley. Everybody's uh, like, Riley's so fantastic. Well, they're just going to ignore shit like this where he's just – I mean, like his brain is off in la-la land this as is he's a, completely abandoning his man.
2: This is a nice play by Mayfield, making himself big there. I would have liked it better if he would have taken away the pass maybe. Yeah. He, he is left you high
1: wide there, Grumpy. You have to play the wide pass there.
2: And and by the way, and then you'll have your stick in the other direction if you got it right, which he does. I thought this was a nice play by by Mayfield right here. And he's covering,
0: think about it if he doesn't cover that, well, your defenseman who is just completely in la la lane, think about how many tap ins happen or potential tap ins. Riley, Riley, you know, excuse my French, fucks this up originally and creates and allows this potential tap-in. Tap-in number one opportunity to be a poor defense by Riley. And here's tap-in opportunity number two, because Bertuzzi puts the brakes on, and he's like, great, we've got another opportunity, but Mayfield has to bail him out. Otherwise, it's a wide-open tap-in as well. Two tap-ins in a matter of fucking seven seconds. You've got to do better than that,
1: Riley. This is what I want to explain to Islander fans, because it's it's the same thing when, they, when originally Islander fans liked, a lot of Islander fans liked Daho. This is the same guy, by the way. Owen and Riley are the same player, except Riley's a little bit better offensively. Same guy. Um, they liked it because he could move the puck. And that's wonderful that, that, that Al can move a puck and Riley can move a puck. But if you don't cover anybody in front of your net, you're useless. Yeah. Useless. Absolutely. So Thomas Hickey covered people. Thomas Hickey hit, hit people. He wasn't the most talented guy, but he always gave an effort. He, he,
2: was, he gave he effort. effort. He did give effort. In
1: every game, he always tried. I, I never
2: see those two guys hit anybody. Well, Ajo's a Swede, just like Engval and Holmstrom. So, <laughs> you know, th- I mean, historically, Swedes are just – they're just not physical players. They're just not. Don't be a defenseman then. I mean, except for Peter Forsberg, can you tell me a tough, rough and tough, go into the corners, battle it out, physical players? The, the Holmstrom on Detroit was like that. He was a tough yeah. yeah, he was. that's right. He was tough. But, but, but think about it. The fact that you can only name a couple where <laughs> most of them are not. They just play they just play the game differently over there on the bigger Daniel, ice. Daniel surface. and
0: there. Henrik Sedin would lay the body left and right. They were real um, tough
2: bruisers.
1: Kenny wow. Kenny Johnson played hard, played physical for us. Mm. Not you know, maybe not to the old, but he hit he, he, he was more
2: it. like Dobson. I think he's more Dobson like. Yeah. With his ability to, I mean, because Dobson's not a big hitter, but he's really good along. He's not afraid to go along the boards and make plays. Like I said, I'm thoroughly impressed with Noah Dobson. I, I knew he had this in. Him. I knew. Look, I know half
1: three quarters of the fans won't remember this guy's name, and I loved him as a player. But he never hit anybody. And it was Tomas Janssen,
2: Thomas Johnson. Thomas
1: Johnson, yeah, a but really but, good offensive defenseman.
2: Yeah, but think about who he played with a lot of the time, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yes. he, I mean, so you don't need two of those guys. That's as long as you have one guy who's not afraid to lay the lumber or, you know, use the body, you can get away with the other guy who can't, can't have two of them out there at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's the, uh, it's, I, that, that pairing though. Bring it back to point, absolutely is gonna hemorrhage chances because Mayfield is a much better playoff defender where he can hold, clutch, and grab, slash, cross. He could get away with a lot more than he can in the regular season. He spends a lot, a lot more time in the box in the regular season and and Riley is just defensively inept. So um, yeah. And we had, I will say, I thought Pelican Pulak played well. Now I will say you have to take it with a grain of salt. What we've seen as of the last, I don't know, two, three years from Pelican Pulak is diminishing returns and diminishing play. I thought they played well against Toronto. I thought the entire team played well against Toronto, even though I thought Toronto slightly outplayed us. But I will be interested to see how long we continue to carry the the effort and how long we continue to be you know running a hundred miles an hour I think tomorrow right we play Tampa there is no way and I mean no way we should lose to Tampa they're on I know they just had the break the All Star break they're on the second half of the back to back it's more of we're gonna be playing Johannes Johansson the backup goalie yeah. at this point of time in the season when you're getting a I mean I'd say a bad backup goalie. You need to be coming away with points. You need to be coming away with wins, especially at home. It's it's not crunching time of the season. Tomorrow's and a must win game.
2: Just to let people know that Sergeyev suffered a severe leg injury in tonight's game against the Rangers. He's absolutely out. He was um, carted off the ice. He was stretched off the ice. It was it was bad. That is a major, major blow to Tampa Bay. Huge. Yep. He just today was his first game back. I mean, he he'd been on the IR. I only know this because he's on my fantasy hockey team. He was on the IR for like a month, month and a half. And today was his first game back. And I, he, I'd be stunned if he wasn't out for the rest of the year. It, it looked like a severe broken leg to me.
1: I, I think we have to. You know, I think tomorrow's a game you're supposed to win. you got two days off. They're on a back to back. They're in your building um i think it's and soroka going to be in that tomorrow and you can see the difference just giving him a little just giving that guy a breather the yeah. difference and and i really that's the thing i was so pissed off about lambert about how do you play somebody how do you play a guy in that 15 games in a row when he's facing 35 40 shots a night you've got to give him a breather somewhere in there i'm sorry you have to, I, I hate to say this you have to go to applebee's once
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, it's it's you know I'm happy he got some rest, but it's just the the I'd say the fan base who was just oh Sorokin's just a big disappointment. He's the, I mean they weren't I don't think they were looking at the very obvious effects of playing 15 games in a row, and I mean when it's, you're when you're conceding the most shots or the second most shots against a night and Sorokin has seen more shot attempts and more shots on him than any other goalie by about like 100 or 200 halfway through the season. Yeah, he's going to be tired. He's been worked like a horse, and he played 15 games in a row. What are you expecting from a guy like that? Are you expecting shutout after shutout, Vesna performance playing 15 games in a row? I'm not.
1: He looked tired. Personally, I thought he looked tired the last four or five games he played in that.
0: And they'll never say I'm tired, right? They ask him, "Oh, how how is it playing? You know, 15 games in a row. Is it affect? Are you tired?" He's not going to be like, "Yeah, dude, I'm exhausted. I'm like every every part of my body just feels like I'm. I'm every time I'm out there walking or skating, I feel like I'm moving in a swimming pool because I'm so exhausted." He's not going to say anything like that.
1: He's a gamer.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Simple. There, are, there are players, and there are players, and he's up on that top echelon He's a gamer. You take Sorokin off this team. We're hanging out with Columbus.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't don't disagree at all. He's single-handedly kept us in multiple games. He won us that game against Toronto. We got I wouldn't even call it the Sorokin point. I'd say the Sorokin two points because without him in that, uh, Varley gives up a lot. Varley's not making sprawling saves. And
2: Varley's been good this year, though. But Varley's been been good this year.
0: That save we just looked at, Varley's not spreading across wing eagle to go ahead and make that Uh, save. That's in the net.
1: If Baldwin does that, he's going to be out for two months. Torn groin.
0: Yeah, pulled groin.
2: <laughs> I, I just look at it. I don't think – I mean, the 15 games, yes, but it's the level of play and how much rubber you had to see in really oh. high danger chances that really warm out. I'm going to tell you a record that's never going to be broken ever in the NHL. 502 consecutive games played by Glenn Hall in golf. Oh, no way. That is never, That is never. absolutely never going to be topped. There were some records that are just not going to be broken. That's one of them.
0: Sure. Um, What we're going to do real quick is we're going to jump into our ad, and then we're going to start jumping in some comments. Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. If you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet. On the big game and turn five dollars into two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Um, again, you've heard us talk about the same game parlays, you've heard us talk about you know how you can add up a whole bunch of bets together and get an even bigger payout. You could say, I'm expecting the Islanders win tomorrow, right? They're gonna be playing Johannes Johansson in that. They're gonna be playing with a fresh Islanders team as Tampa's playing the second half of a back to back after Sergachev will be missing time. You could say I- I'm I'm expecting Noah Dobson to add another point to the point total. I'm expecting Matt Barzal to pot another goal. You can add a whole bunch of of bets and wagers into, into into one game and get an even bigger payout. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www1800 800 gamblernet and your call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Um, and Connecticut help is available if you have a gambling problem. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Um, you must be 21 years or old or older, but age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkngcom slash football for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources nice job tj we've got some comments here james costas says grumpy aka john goodman where you at
1: <laughs> there right here where
0: are you at James? there he is alexander says i love the way that we've been playing
1: um better but not great
0: yeah the i, I think we got to wait about 10 games or so i think before the all-star break we, two of our four opponents under Patrick Waugh before the All-Star break were playing three, their third game in four days. Um, right? Toronto had rest. We surrendered what 36, 37 shots again last night to Toronto. I don't think magically a new coach is going to say we were we were conceding a lot of shots against, and now all of a sudden you know we're we're cutting that in half, or you know we're cutting that down by you know to thirty or twenty nine a night. You know, I still expect our team to have the hemorrhage chances going the other way. It's going to take a while for for Patrick Waugh to get everything the way he wants it to be. I mean, Absolutely. so I, you know
2: you're almost going. I'm kind of hesitant to say this. If it was a younger team, I feel more confident. You're almost you have to almost wait till the offseason to implement a new system. But these are veteran guys. They sh- I mean they've played under the trot system. They've played numerous defensive systems before. That's why I'm kind of hesitant to say that. I've been kind of disappointed in the third periods. Uh like I said, I like what he's done, particularly on the penalty kill, which okay, Toronto's gonna make every team look bad. Uh, When they have power play, I mean, one of the best, they they were super talented, but I think against lesser teams, I think you're going to see more opportunity for the Islanders to kill off the majority of those chances. And I just, I I just like that. I like what he's done with some of the younger players playing them. I'm just, like I said, I don't like how the third periods are. And I just think that's a, maybe it's a personnel issue because he's still playing Clutterbuck. I don't know. Maybe he needs to see a little bit more. But there's certain guys I would I, – I put no adoption out there at the end as opposed to Scott Mayfield or I know um, uh, Pulak and Pelica together. I still would rather mix that pairing up a little bit, but he's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah,
1: and look, I mean, look, they are playing with, with more energy and confidence since Ruah has took over, and that's that's the one thing I think he's applied to the team. That's your coach bump. Yeah, but the warts are still there, people. Yeah. and I know everyone's going to be coming back healthy now, and you know we gotta we're gonna have a trade deadline coming up, right, guys? Um when Suzekas comes back off the LTIR, you know how much cap space we're gonna have? Like about, about 170k.
2: Yeah, not much. Wow. No, get ready, baby.
0: Big moves ahead.
1: So and not much how you how you plan on us making a move. We need like a player to get hurt and go on the LTIR that makes money to make a move. Or we have to trade a person with salary that's actually tradable. All you know, the Alabama fans are going to scream, "Trade Mayfield, trade!" No, they're not. Trade League, They're not. They're not going to be able to do that because nobody wants them. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: We I...
1: have two tradable commodities.
0: And and I don't think we're trading No Dobson anytime soon. That would make no. Me...
1: no I meant Brock and Kyle Palmario, the tradable oh. commodities that the people yeah. would actually trade for and take the contract. Um yeah. It would be very unpopular
2: among the fans if they did it. Um, I don't understand why. Uh, well, I understand why it's the fans who just, you know, the fans. I'd like to say the ones who just think kicking around, trying to qualify for the eighth playoff spot, is success for an organization. Those are the people who believe in that. You can't fix this team in the off season if they don't make moves like that. That's right, because yeah. they have no money. They have five million dollars going into next year. Five yep. million dollars. That's it. You're not going to be able to get it. Not that anyone signs here anyway. But you're not. Who are you going to be able to pick up? I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, speaking about the fans who are happy when when we just make the postseason, it was funny. Grumpy and I, we were talking over the weekend and and just asking the question of, can I think of and can we think of any other sport or any? And just think about your teams that you like and enjoy watching. Yet you know, the Yankees, the Jets, the Giants. Let's think about them. How often do you say for the Yankees? Well, now that we just made the postseason, anything can happen. How often do you say for the Giants, "Hey, we made the postseason with Danny, with Danny Dimes"? Anything can happen. I feel like it's the it's
2: only for the Islanders for whatever reason. Just think about all the the. Net. When your team's a loser, when your team's a perpetual loser, you think that's success? The Yankees, right? Yankees, all right. They didn't make the playoffs this year, but they make the playoffs pretty much every year. And I look at them as being a failure. Right now, they are. Right, right. I mean, and what are they doing? If the old man was there, I guarantee you we'd have more championships being a Yankee fan. These guys want to play it on the cheap, they just do. And you just see what happens in the offseason. We were not the Yankees are not afraid to make an offer for uh Corbin Burns. We went to Baltimore, who won division last year, a young team, and they didn't even give up any of their top prospects. No, nope. I mean, so it's like. You gotta, you can't be afraid to make moves or just, you know, penny pinch here and there. You can't do it, not if you want to be a winner. Just yeah, not you winner. But a killer move should be
1: obvious, in my opinion. When you're getting a stud, you know you're getting a stud. All the other stuff is controversial, but when you're getting Corbin Burns or you're getting a Soto, you know who you're getting. There right. shouldn't even be a discussion or argument about that. You're getting a top-flight player. Uh, it's 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 what Lou does that infuriates me. Because he tries to, you know, bring in Pierre Ingbull, guys like that, and thinks he's going to turn them into some scoring machine. You are what you are, and you are who you are. And the fact of the matter is that's the player you're going to likely be. Well,
0: let me ask you this too. Alexander says here, we are a top six forward away from being a serious contender. Um now, kind of want to get your takes on that. Have you guys bought into law can make this team a serious contender with a top six forward i think we are much further away from that and also we don't have the cap space to do anything like that just quite yet so i don't anticipate any marvelous moves if you look at lou lamarillo um he sells toxic assets in the offseason he doesn't sell those at the trade deadline and it's not like our team is is very deep And our prospect pool, we could say we could trade away a bad contract or we could trade away a guy that's not making an impact and then afford to load up by bringing in a big top-name guy. I just – I, I feel like maybe we're putting the cart before the horse a little bit on that, Alexander. And, and Joseph C. brings up a good what, what point. What was
2: your question? Did you not ask a question of us and then you went and answered it yourself, or what?
0: <laughs> do you think Do you think we're top six forward away from? Did being he not a say team? that he was
2: going to ask us a question? Then he goes on some who the hell knows where he goes. I tuned him out because he said he's asking a question and then he goes. Do you, to you
0: think the team is, is a top six forward away from being a contender?
2: A contender for the playoffs, yes. A contender for the Stanley Cup, absolutely not.
1: This is the thing. Um, unless you're getting like a game-changing top six forward that right. is going to come
2: in and be like Mike Bossy, then no, we're not. But here's the thing. We don't have anything to trade that another team would want, and we don't have the money to pay them. Oh, that's wrong. You know you know, Lou will gladly trade all those first-round picks away. But, it, but the whole thing is we have no money to pay. Hey, him. We have no money. So I don't know who you think you can get who can play on the first line.
0: That actually may be our saving grace is that we have no cap space available to trade away what could be potentially our fifth first-round pick in a row. We can do five years without a first-round pick. So thank God we don't have the cap space. I
2: do want to say one thing that I think was misconstrued by some listeners last week. I was not advocating for trading Matt Barzell. I just said you could trade him and get big value because he does not right now have his no trade con, uh, clause kicking in on his contract. That's all I was saying, but um, I, he's absolutely, to me, there's four guys on this team that I'm saying are untradeable. Everybody else is up for grabs. That's Sorokin, Barzell, Horvat, and Dobson. That's it. Everybody else available.
1: I'm telling you what I would do right now. real quick. I'm cashing in on Brock and it's unpopular. I'm cashing in on Kyle. Look, Brock's going to be 33 when his contract's up. He's not going to get better. And he's a really good player. But he's going to – you want to give him a five times eight extension and watch the last three years of his contract be a complete and utter disaster, dragging us even further down. No, get rid of Brock, get, uh, get rid of Kyle, cash in on the players in the offseason. Jake gets it, throw the money at him. Use that money and put him with Horvat and Barzell and give us one of the best first
2: lines in the NHL. So you're fine with riding up the rest of this season? Yes, because I'm not going to want to come. What? Right. But okay. I, I just, I, I just, that's, I, I'm 100% agreement. I don't know if Gensel would come here, but I'd do it too. He's the, he's the big name out on free agency. He's the guy, and I you can't you. trade for him. You cannot trade for him because, I mean, who are you going to give up that Pittsburgh is going to want? They're not trading him to us anyway. Well, no way. Right.
0: The, the thing I'll mention here too, you can retain, you can retain cap. On, like, I think Brock Nelson, right? You could retain half the cap hit. I mean, could you imagine what Brock Nelson, the remainder of this year and next year, at a $3 million cap hit, would get you back in return? Uh, two firsts and then some. I, I'd have to feel uh, like I think
1: that. they're getting two firsts without it after what I saw Lindholm get as a UFA. Yeah. I think they're getting two for with him being a cheap $6 million player, still being a 35 goal guy next year. I, and a contender, I think you're getting two first round picks and a really good prospect.
2: See, that? that's, uh, see, I'm all for that. I don't see how any Islander fan could not be for that. You have to take a realistic look at the team and just remember it's about winning Stanley Cups, not getting beat in the first round of the playoffs.
0: Joseph picture. Joseph C. says, here's the upcoming trade deadline looks awful for what it's worth. All the names that are out there, ideally bottom six guys, and they're going to be probably going to cost first round picks to get them. We talked about this last show, too. You look at the trade deadline. It's not like you've got guys like Vladimir Tarasenko. You don't have a lot of big name guys that could really make an impact in your top six that are going to be, you know, open to trade but the teams are still going to have the same desire to win the Stanley Cup, so they're going to go for the same or near the same prices that top-tier guys had gone for in the past. You're going to be overpaying compared to what last year's market was.
1: You you want to go get – You know, I I listen to the very unreasonable thoughts of people sometimes. You want to go trade your first-round pick for for Trano? I mean, come on.
0: I saw that, yes.
1: Come on. He's a third-line winger. He's just producing an add-on because they stink and and they're giving him all that time.
2: That's right. And and he's got no pressure on him. I think he's better than Pierre Engvall. Yes, he is. But we've already. I just want to say that comment should petrify people because that's right in Lou's wheelhouse, trading first-round picks for third-liners. That's where he's at his best.
0: The Rick Roma grumpy.
2: My internet is being kind of spotty, but can TJ look up who leads the NHL in shutouts for me? Thank you.
0: Well – Remember that guy you said was a shitty bad goalie, and I said he's above average. Well, Tristan Jari leads the NHL in shutouts here this year. By the by, not bad. Nine sixteen save percentage, right? What's not his bad. goals against?
2: What's his goals, goals against?
0: Two four five. So 14, 14. He's, he's he's playing well, Grumpy. You know, I've told you he was always an above-average goalie, and uh, I remember yourself and, and the King Lamanite. We're, we're running down
2: on the streets for that this yeah, offseason. That's right. I don't believe in Tristan Jari. I think um, in big games or big moments, he's not at his best. Joseph a, C. says, well, it matter if Pittsburgh can't even make the playoffs. I think Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs.
0: It's funny. Uh, like Kevin Kurtz and a lot of people online were like, Hey, you know, uh if, if we're looking at one of these spots down here, I put the I, I take the Islanders over teams. Over like the-
2: Pittsburgh. Yes.
1: Over yes. Pittsburgh. Okay. Hurts yes, I would too personally. Uh, the um, team yeah. I'm most worried about is
2: the Devils. Devils. Um, I think both of them pass us.
1: The Devils have tons of cap space. They're they're going to make some pretty big moves here. Um, so John that's, Gibson, that's right? the team I'm
2: worried about. What about John Gibson? Don't you have to go after a goalie here at the deadline? Hey, look, they're trying to get Markstrom. Okay. I mean, wow. I if he's available, he's $6 million, I think, from Calgary, right? Yes. I mean, are they, they need a goalie be the be upgrade. Good. They desperately need help. In they're, they're trying for a Markstrom-Taniff combo trade. That helps them. Uh, that that absolutely helps them. Who's the wow. defenseman they lost? Who's the defenseman? Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton. Supposed to be returning.
0: He's supposed to be returning here around, like, April time.
2: Okay. So. But Chris Tanoff is a solid I. I. veteran defender.
0: That's that that I mean like that that should strike fear into our hearts. <laughs> because uh, you know, you look at the talent they have, and if they start adding a legitimate goal, they've had the worst goaltending in the NHL so
2: far okay. this season. They're so, one point JP. behind the Islanders. They're one point behind the islanders with two games in hand. Pittsburgh's right. <laughs> one point behind the Islanders with three games in hand.
1: Hey, they you know, I it may not be popular, but they could probably get a guy like Capo Kakman on the cheap from San
2: Jose. Yeah, I mean, I think San Jose's got to be in sell mode. I just don't think there's anybody on that team worth anything. Anthony Duclair?
1: You know, he's worth worth Sebastian Ajo in a middle-round pick.
0: JP says here, amazing how well the Islanders play Toronto, although Toronto did gift the Islanders their second and third goals here. And Rick Roma says here, I keep hearing that uh, Kako's name in trades, but what's his value at this point? He kind of sucks. No value.
1: He's young, and he's a former number two pick, so he does have value. And the reason why you're hearing Capo Caco's name, I wanted to bring this up, Um, next year's NHL draft is where? Finland? It's at, it's at the Sphere in Vegas. Do you know who owns that? Capo's no. dad? James Dolan of the New York Rangers. Oh, okay. MSG Network owns that. He wants to keep his first-round pick for the draft and the drama of all of this, this is in his building – so he's been floating Caco out there to try and get you know players that he needs, and, and you know maybe maybe if you're Anaheim, would you would you
2: take Caco for Adam Henrique and roll yes. the dice?
0: I would. Yeah, yeah I would.
2: yeah, I would. I just don't think that when I say he has no value, what I mean is I think his value. I think he's been bad this year, and his value is an all-time low. You're trading. Yeah. You're trading a guy low. Yes,
0: um, I think so, too. But, you know, I, maybe they don't move them. I mean, the Rangers, right, as much as everybody's like, oh, the Rangers. Remember prior guests, the Rangers are really struggling there. They're so poor. Well, you know, they're winning tonight. They won their first game out of the All-Star break as well. So, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. So,
2: Laviolette was a perfect coach for them, honestly. Yep. After the yep. lot. Absolutely. True.
0: Drew S says here, like, share, and subscribe, you MFers. That's right. Thanks there, Drew. Like, share, and subscribe. Adam P. says, I love you guys. Tommy Baffi, you're the best.
2: Oh, that's Thank it. You. It shows how incorrect some of these people
0: are. Uh, uh, Nick Seagram. Actually, I saw
2: that comment queued up earlier, and I had something better, but I forgot it. So. <laughs> Nick Seagram. Team looked like it uh, had much better structure Monday. Ugh. Hopefully, they can continue to build on it. See, I, I think in the third period, we fell apart. I liked our aggressiveness. I thought our aggressive or our our confrontation level was up, which I'm happy for. Charles
0: Dittmer says here, Wally is getting a chance. I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. Yep. Um, James C says here, Lou is staying put. He
1: believes.
2: God. Yikes. Man. Like like I I said, my my whole thing is kick Patty Wah upstairs, get rid of the old man, and. Let's run it back with somebody different. I think that will
1: happen, but not for one more season. I think Rewa is coaching next year. Lou will be the GM. And then, you know, Rewa will go upstairs maybe one year under Lou while he still holds the team president title and Lee retires and goes to play shuffleboard and all the other things. The longer you keep him in that
2: position, the longer you keep him as a GM or director of hockey ops, the team will not get better. It just won't. He's, I mis- handled. He's just missing. He's never been a good GM since the cap came in. It just hasn't
0: been. Um, got to come here from Drew. S. says, you guys forgot to remind Andy about his great idea to put Pulak on the first power play instead of Dobson. Who's leading the team in power play? Po- that's right. I forgot. I forgot he maybe had mentioned that. Yeah, not even just power play points, just right. points in general. Noah Dobson's leading the entire team in points. Get ready to sign himself a big, fat, juicy contract is what that looks like.
1: Andy, Andy was wrong about Andy really heated. I was saying he, that you had him really wrong heated. About I, I saw his stuff on Twitter. You had him really heated.
2: Yeah, because just, he's wrong about any. He's wrong about everything.
0: Oh, I won't say that. But he, here's the thing, oh, though. I, I would. Just, yeah. I just, well, I, well, that's good. Well, well you uh, have to uh,
2: lie about your age to make a point. You have lost the battle. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get that one. I was just like, oh, man. I'm like, <laughs> and he like, put I'm out the clip. And I'm like, yeah, Mike, we're cutting what I say in half. And I'm like, you know, and, and I'm like the reason you have a podcast is so you don't get these little gotcha clips and snippets taken out. I'm like, oh, man,
2: come on. Uh, Matthew S. said, all hail, son. Act. Uh, that's the way to get your comment read. Rick Romer says that the Islanders win the cup, which seems like a decent chance with Lou working his magic. Ah. What is the parade route? <laughs> it's probably from the couch to the bathroom. Ah. Wow. That ain't happening.
1: Wow, Rick. Um I, I that is actually a, an interesting question when when we do actually win a cup, where the parade route would be. Um, because it should be Hempstead Turnpike and it should be, you know, maybe you go from UBS to the Coliseum and do something like that, which I think would be a pretty cool thing, right? Do the parade or, or the collie to UBS, however you'd want to do it. I think that would be a really cool way to do it, as long as the collie's still standing. But um no, I there's I mean you need a miracle. You need you need Ilya Sorokin to play an insane uh to an insane level in the playoffs for that miracle to happen.
2: What what are the what percentage chance you think the Allens have winning the cup? A half. One half half of one yeah. percent. I'm just going zero because they have no shot. Um Adam P says, gotta respect Sun X. Yeah. Now, see, it's not posted up, but we did read it, Adam, because uh, TJ's who knows where he is. Tony Chi says TJ's having the baby on Saturday. No, um, it's not going to be on Saturday unless his wife goes into labor, which uh, I, I we don't think that's happening. But it'll be it'll be within less than two weeks. I well, I'm also pretty sure TJ's not having the baby. No. <laughs> he is a baby He is a big baby But no he's not Happy be. He'll be there I guess For emotional support That's a nice thing I can say Goon says Coach Tommy When TJ and Grumpy Finally visit Long Island again Should they first eat pizza At Barelli's Or Pietro's Should Domino's Be considered a backup plan
1: Domino's You'd never have any plan If you're coming to have Pizza in New York If you're going to have Pizza in New York You go to a real place You don't do one of those you know one of those um pizza huts with crap like that, that's not real pizza. Um, Borelli's has a solid pizza, very good pizza. and if if you're an islander if you're into like being nostalgic about the islanders, it's the last remaining Islanders place from the original game in seventy two seventy three and they still put up their islander signs and they have they have all their parade pictures inside. So it's a nice ambiance. we we throw some viewing parties there. We do. We throw three or four there a year. I would advise him to go to Borelli's over at Pietro's.
2: All right. Make sure you let them know. Um Drew says, also, I don't understand why some portions of this fan bait hate Rushl and so much. I swear, some are so brainwashed by Lou that there's no return. The Lemmings, I call them. The, lem- the Lamanites. They're the Lamanites. Whatever he says goes. Doesn't matter. Right? That's it. Oh.
1: Um, Stefan Rosner came out with an article, Grumpy, about making a, a case for Ishnakov being called up and giving him a shot. Uh, I'm, I'm in agreement Ooh. with him.
2: Why not? Give the young guys a shot. Jack Daniel says I trolled Steve Dangle and Leafs fans are on his new and uh, Leafs fans on his new video. Top comment: NBD. I don't know what that means. Do you guys enjoy beating the Leafs as much as I do? Um, I I like to beat every team to be honest with you. So it doesn't bother me if it's the Leafs or somebody else. I don't particularly hate the Maple Leafs. I know a lot of Island Affairs fans hate John Tavares. Therefore, they hate the Leafs. The only thing I hate the Leafs for is 1978, and I'm kind of almost over it now. Well,
1: I have two specific teams that I love to beat, and that's the Rangers and the Flyers,
2: always. Flyers are number one for me, always the Flyers. Long, um, what do you think about the job that Tortorella has done there for the Flyers? Great.
1: It, it's, to me, it's arguably – you could definitely argue him for Coach to you. Absolutely.
2: They Coach. were predicted to be like last place. That's and yeah. I mean, and they're not that talented. And now the Carter Hart thing, and still they won last night, shut out Winnipeg. That was a that was a surprise. Um, long term loser says Lou was at the Bridgeport game last Wednesday with less than a thousand people in attendance. He definitely heard us letting him know that he's the problem. Interesting, very interesting. Wow, probably went, probably went to see Fredo.
1: Uh, that and they took Rouar and they were they were obviously trying to look at you know a couple of players. The only two players you're really going to look at down there right now well, are Ishikawa from the four. I mean, so those are the only two guys that have NHL ability down
2: there. Do you think that they've that they're giving um, Wa more input into the roster right now?
1: I think they will in the offseason. season. I okay. think right now they're just trying to almost uh, you know like they're they're being tourist to him. They're they're showing them this, showing him that, doing this. I do think Lou's going to give Ruach input into this roster next season. Um, I, I don't think Lou will trust him enough yet around trade deadline uh, time to say, okay, you know, I, I, I don't think they're doing anything at the deadline. I just stand the pat.
0: Well, let me ask you this. What if the Islanders don't make the postseason? Do you think Lou is back?
1: Yes. Oh, God. For one more year. Uh, look, he's, he's going to have two more years left on his deal um, I personally believe Aurora was brought in here to eventually go upstairs. I, I believe that I, I mean, you know, I could really? be wrong. I believe, really, yes, grumpy,
0: grumpy, grumpy says that at least four times a show, and I guess he'll continue to
1: say,
2: <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. I don't think it was a Lou Lamarillo hire either.
1: I don't either. Okay, I, I give Lou credit, obviously, because at the end of the day, he hired him but I think that came from upstairs and that was your rebuke to his son.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. there, Nick C. Grumpy.
2: Grumpy. You say all the time you hate when people look at a small sample size slash periods. No, I don't say that. I do say small sample sizes. Are you saying we got dominated in the third? Okay. But we controlled play in the other two periods and who won. I don't think we controlled play in the other two periods. I thought it was pretty much 50, 50, um, in the first two periods, and the third period they dominated. It's and here's the thing: this is not a small sample size. Us having bad third periods—that's been the whole year. Pretty yeah. well, not a small sample size. Nick, nice try at a gotcha, but I got you back.
0: Well, no, I wouldn't necessarily say that. No, Grumpy, you that. we don't it. we don't we don't like small sample sizes. That also being said, though, I think you're right. We have consistently. I mean, it gets really good teams, we'll find ways to win. We'll get outplayed. How many times could you say this year we've outplayed our opponent and lost? I think on a handful of occasions. But it's more likely than not that we'll get outplayed slightly or get outplayed by a team, and we'll find a way to win than the opposite way around.
1: You know, the problem with that is this. You know, you can use an analogy in baseball or in the NFL. Um, if you play two really good periods, but then you stink it up in the third period, that's the worst possible thing you can do, you, yeah. if, at least if you stink it up in the first. Like we did in Montreal, we were able to have the time to come back. When you blow games like that, it destroys the morale of the team. And, that, again, you could dominate an NFL game for three quarters and lose the game in the fourth quarter. I mean, that, that's the worst thing that can happen
2: to you. Yep.
0: Drew, L, grumpy old man. And I did hear yeah. about Ishikov though. Yeah, I think about, I'm not sure what else you can do in the AHL to say I'm deserving and warranting a chance. Think about, think about McLean, right? He steps up and he looks fine. He looks like he's playing without skipping a beat, but it wasn't until due to multiple injuries. Did he finally get a fair shake and a look and the opportunity? What is he? 25, 26 years old.
2: 24.
0: So, yeah. But drew, drew L grumpy.
2: If Islanders media were smart, they do a sit down interview with Lou ugh, and ask him some dumb question. Like what was his favorite song is? Lou would probably say pterodactyl noises. Um, Well, we know he doesn't do interviews. Unless the fan base is really restless, then he'll come out and say something. He'll sprinkle a little uh, sugar on the horse manure, which he's done before. Drew also adds people hate on how small he is, but yet there's guys like Nathan Gerby and Kalo Yamamoto have had fine careers so far. People still think the NHL is in the 90s when it was all in forces. Oh, well. Yeah, the small guys are absolutely uh, able to play in the NHL today. Not the case. 30 20 30 40 years ago not the case. Which Gordon was a small guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I now and again I will say this, I don't watch it. Still is. It still is. I watch I watched no Bridgeport games. But just to put this up for context here. You look at now he's played 43 games played. He's got 30 think about this. He leads a team in points, 34 points. He's got 10 more points than any other player player on the team <laughs> oh man I, I didn't know the point disparity was that was that large but yeah it's just you know at, at what point does a guy like that an internal guy finally get a chance at an opportunity
2: I'm just you know what I'm I'm just looking at this real quick um, Bridgeport's a bad team this year right wow look at I'm Dufour he's killing it Watch I'm, out, Liam I'm, I'm just saying look at the plus minus the whole team is negative
0: yes we're a bad team this year okay that's correct uh, Cole Bardreau, one player of the week. He Not had a few goals Look,
1: look at all those minuses, and Bardreau's a plus one.
2: He's the only guy who's a plus. Yeah, <laughs> The only guy <laughs> in the whole team. I thought Cole
1: Bardreau, when he was
0: up in the NHL, was like, okay, this is a guy who could spot you a few games if you need him. like yeah. you know. But
1: but yeah, where the where is our boy? Well, um, all I can tell you about Ishnikov, though is this: I mean, Ishnikov has NHL talent. He's, he has amazing hands. I don't know if you've watched it. And he's got really good vision. The problem is he's like 150 pounds. That is that is very true. So, I mean, can, can Ishtenkov play an NHL game and actually go to the net at all? I don't know. But I, I would want to find out.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, if you get to a point this season where it's like, all right, you know, things look bleak or things take a turn for the worst, this is a guy that absolutely should get some games at the end if something like that were to happen. But, you know, our two top prospects, Maggio and DeFore, I wouldn't necessarily say are lighting the world on fire down there in the A. That's for
1: sure. DeFore is a a special case this year. And he left, he took a leave of absence because somebody very close to him in his family is very sick. So I don't want to get into the whole... You know, detail sure. at, but I'm just telling you, he kind of deserves a little bit of a, of a pass. He's played better since he came back, but his mind was not there early in the year. Absolutely not.
0: And have you have you watched some of the games down there? Like, because yeah. Agio was a guy who the 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 Lamanites were very excited about. And I wouldn't necessarily say he's lit. I don't watch any of the Bridgeport games. though. all I could do is look at the point totals.
1: Well, I mean, according at camp, according to some of our so-called experts, George was already to be a top four defenseman. Maggio was ready to be a top six forward.
0: I now, do. Lamanite, this. I was
1: laughing my ass off listening to that. That's I do. Remember this. Those, those
2: hammer-headed laminites.
1: <laughs> Maggio <laughs> might turn into a solid NHL player, but it takes time. He's tra- you know, AHL is his first professional league. Yeah, and he's not. You know, there's a reason why he was. Uh, he was drafted. You know, as an overage kid. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason why that happens. So you have to understand that where I do think Maggio could end up being an NHL player, he's not going to be some superstar scorer. You know, maybe a Trent Hunter type.
0: Um, and NMP and, and here says, We love you, Baffy. Um, we'll be there at the Stadium Series. Um, jersey, I know you love. Uh, <laughs> DJ and Grump, I asked you. If um, if I should, IOU, or Lou, I don't know, IOU said no, but the wife. You know, I don't know what that means. Sorry, Adam P. Um, I, maybe I'm, I don't know. I couldn't read that very well. Um, but Kevin Joseph says here, grumpy, a little off topic, but we lost a legend and a patriot. Were you a fan of Toby
2: Keith? Um, I, I don't know much country music. I know his song, The L- Red Solo Cup. And he had another one which was good. Uh that was a big loss. I know he had stomach cancer yeah, for quite dude. a while. And uh yeah, he looked kind of bad at the end. I mean, you know, anytime, yeah. you know, he was he was a husky fella, you know, two, three years ago and he yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. I was I was surprised. I didn't realize he was that sick, and then I'm like, the warden told me, he's like, Oh yeah, he died and she showed me pictures. I'm like, Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, absolutely okay. a true patriot though for certain.
1: Yes, he is. And obviously a very talented musician and just in general, a good man. So um, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's very sad.
2: Yeah. Grump, let me ask you this. When you I just, saying- I just want to say, Kevin, lovely family. I love those pictures. I love to see those family pictures. So, Oh, thanks for pulling it back down. DJ. Uh, oh, I love to see those family pictures there. Wonderful. looks like, I don't know, three lovely children. Well, long suffering wife. I'm certain.
0: Kevin also says here Engvall with a big goal. He'll go back into hiding like the groundhog, though. Maybe <laughs> like, that's why
2: his, his he... Knicks, That's why they're announcing him from Puxetani, Pennsylvania.
1: Hmm. Hey, look! I mean, let's you know, hope that it lights him on fire for a little bit. Because every once in a while, Engvall does have stretches where he plays really well. So hopefully, maybe we get a break and it lights him on fire.
0: Um, yeah. And Rick Roma says here, nice to see Angval's greatness get recognized in Toronto with that beautiful video tribute. Thank God Lou locked him up long term. Mm. Uh, Nick C says here, uh, Sorokin played much better. When he wasn't getting peppered from start to finish, and he also says here, um, I really want to see Ishikov up um, with the big team. The kid's fast and has great hands. I know he's smaller, but man, I feel like he could work playing with Nelson and Palmieri as a playmaker on that line.
2: I, uh, I just I don't want to. He's not fast. He's quick, and he. Yes. Should, I don't think he's fast. I have sure. no problem with co- I have no problem with him getting called up. What was the previous comment that he had that you did a blow by on?
0: it's gone. Sorry. Jesus. Okay. You
2: Grumpy? Come on. Grumpy. No, I did. Because you, you, like I said, you'll pull a comment up. You'll talk about for 40 minutes. Then you bring one up. Oh, the, here it's gone. I don't even talk about
1: it. But that's where Ishnikov would have to go. If you call Ishnikov off and put him in the bottom six, it's just for waste. It's yeah, a waste. waste.
0: Ego Grumpy is saying that Sorka plays is. much better he's not peppered. Yeah. I mean, like, we already covered that's that. Right.
2: Yes. That's right. Not from start to finish, just the whole third period. Because I thought the Islanders limited the shots in the first two periods.
0: Mr. Meat says if the Islanders play with the passion that they play with against Toronto, aka Tavares, uh, they probably make the playoffs. Why do you guys think this is, or am I wrong? So we covered that, but yes, it's other people also saying and noticing that that seems like we get up to play Toronto. I guess to stick it to Johnny T. Uh, Drew L says here TJ being a classic millennial and making up hypotheticals for Wallstrom. L O L. Brett W says, son, Xamania is running wild, brother.
2: Running wild, brother.
0: <laughs> there it is here.
2: You know, I tell you what, the people know. They know. You want to get X on your side, just mention him.
1: Jesus, <laughs> he, he's this. the backbone of the show.
2: He is. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Double odd fuck prep says, trots messed that kid's head up, and Y is going to straighten him out.
1: I like that. I hope, oh my, I, hope like do. That. I assume he means Wally. Yeah. I, Wally's a really good kid, by the way. I'm just telling it. He's a really good kid.
0: Now, this is the um this is uh, Steve Dangle. I think that comment earlier, Grumpy, you read, but couldn't decipher like MBD means no big deal, things like that, those acronyms. Um but Steve Dangle is a guy who is like this uh he's a YouTube personality. He's a
2: huge it looks Toronto like he fan. A, okay, he's a lot least fan. Okay, that's what it looks like to me.
0: Y- yes, huge Toronto fan. And it's it, I, I, the only time I ever watch his videos are every single year after Toronto was getting beat in the first round of the playoffs. And he's like, this year I finally thought it was different. And I just watched him implode. I loved it. I loved it. I loved I loved what the, the entertainment value he provided. But I think this is what's getting clipped and everybody's just like uh, – the, the Islander fans, though, they love that we beat the Leafs. They absolutely hate the Leafs.
2: Just roll the we clip. Oh, the Islanders
1: Score! Off a rebound, and it's Pierre Engvall. You gotta be kidding! You gotta be joking!
2: No!
0: But that's that's what's that's what's getting everybody excited online right now. I, you know,
2: was he surprised that Pierre Engvall scored? Because he used to play for Toronto. He's used to seeing him play. I'm like, how the hell is this guy
1: scoring? <laughs> Look, he's he's gonna score from time to time. You know that. It, you know, but. Anybody can if you get enough chances. So I think he's got 15 points on the year, but he can't lift the puck to save his life. He's, he's a third liner. He is what he is.
0: This, this is this is. Uh, I think Mike Mike Dino Dangle tweeted this out here, but there's a little little clip of Ruslan Ishakov. I assume he's the much smaller fellow there in the white. I would hope yeah. so. <laughs> he is smooth I with I the puck. It, he is really fucking smooth with the puck, and he just freaking he glides. Is that Shane Doan's kid?
2: I have no idea. Does it say Doan
0: on his jersey? He is quick. Yes, it does. That's why I asked him. He's an Arizona Coyotes. I mean, he is smooth with the puck. Well, I, I tell you, though, when you watch him skate, he is, he is shifty from side to side. Yeah,
2: he's got, he's he's got, got, got good, good hands.
0: hands. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I mean, yeah. You know. I, I like it. I like it. He's quick on the uh, he's quick on the puck. Maybe one day when he's maybe 24, 25, or twenty six years old, he might get in game.
1: with the with with I'm, the I'm Island. hoping he gets a chance because I mean he, he might he might you know be a diamond in the rough. He's got talent. You know, sometimes you know I mean, yeah you have to have talent to have a chance. If you have no talent, you got no chance. But he's got talent, so let's let's see let's see if his talent uh, would be you know would be recognized at that level on this level. We know he can do it in the AHL.
0: Now I don't know what this I gotta see what this is is this is being made in response. Okay, he's talking about Ishikov. Hold on Look a second. Move. Okay, yeah, let me let me pull up that move here first. And it's you know it's a little all-star game shootout, but a nice little shootout. He's got good hands. That's the thing what that displays. Um, but it says you're slow, no defense, no retrieval, and shootout and all-star games are not NHL hockey. Says Matt, and a Rangers fan. I've never seen a fan base advocate for such a skilled prospect to be buried in the a- in the AHL when their NHL team is looking for more of an offensive punch. It's very confusing.
2: He's not <laughs> lying. He's not lying. He's yeah. Right. Because here's the thing: they're fed with the, what the what the head what Lamarillo says in that leader of the Lamanites. They just feed them this bullshit line where you should just be who, the most talented player should play. And he's he's 100% right. This is a team. What does it need? It needs scoring. We still need to score. Is he a great defensive player? No. But don't tell me he couldn't jumpstart that second line, which really has not been good this year. I mean, Palmieri's got what 23 points. Engel. 15. That's your second line. Palmer's been playing
1: well of late, just you know, to be fair, he has been. Um you know, Brock's Brock's had a good year again, obviously, but um lately Brock's shooting has been off a little bit. If you are watching him, he's not, you know, he's he's missing some chances that he should bury. He's at, he's settled at, back to what his career shooting percentage yeah, is. and Ingle is exactly who Ingwall is. And right. he's not playing, they're not playing him where he where he should be playing. At least put him in the position where he's had his most success. Stop trying to make him into something he's not. And yeah. that's also for our friend uh, Dingle over there because uh, Michael loves him just because he's fast. <laughs> and I tell Michael all the time, I, yeah, I want players with speed, but if they can't shoot, it negates it. Right. And I said then by the way, and it's not about you – know, when you look at all these crazy stats that he looks at, and I go, it's not about what could have happened
2: or what should have happened. It's about what actually actually happens. Right. Exactly. Um, And Brett W says Brett Brett butters up X with the previous comment, which means that his next one gets read. Do you you like like really quickly his profile picture? Is John Tavares getting jumped there by
0: the Islanders, grumpy? I tell you, the fans, they still hate john tavares i'm past it i'm upset yeah if you look at it i wish he would we could have traded him for value and gotten something that would help the organization but i'm past it i'm past it at this point but the fans they still hate johnny t
1: grumpy i don't want him to win but i have no animosity towards him anymore he's just sure. another player to me now do you right. know what people tell me all the time now when i bring this up we'll forgive him when he retires what the hell is that <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, well, Brett does awesome. say, I agree, Coach, that Engvall is a third-line guy, but who would you move to the second line in his spot since this team has so many who are really better suited for the bottom six role? I think Tommy already mentioned it. Move Wally up to the first line, Anders Lee down to the second line, which I still think is a line too high for him. <laughs> um, but, but those are all left wingers, I mean, and he has and he has had success with Brock Nelson in the past. Yeah.
0: Nick C says here. When was the last time we've seen Engvall elevate the puck? I haven't seen it. Never. I don't know. Never. But it's it's. Here's the thing. Maybe I don't see it very often because he's not scoring a lot of goals. It's hard to notice when he's elevating the puck because the, the amount of times they see him score is so few and far between. For being now, on the, haven't
1: you noticed? Well, his goals only happen in two manners. Either he taps something into an open net, or it goes through the goalie's legs.
2: Yes. Yep. Same oh, thing. Wait. He's. He's a quintessential third liner, a guy who can skate, but he can't shoot. How many times do we see the puck go up the heel of his stick when he receives and he shoots it or just misses it? He just he that. is what he is. That's why I actually, Tommy, if you can believe this, I've had to defend him this year against the fans. And you know, I'm not a Pierre Engvall fan, but it's not his fault that they put him on the second line. That's not what his skill set is for. And that's why the biggest problem with Lamarillo assigning a third-liner to a seven-year deal. That's just
1: yeah. – Kingville was a solid third-liner and PK guy. I have no problem with that. Yeah. That's where he belongs. But, by the way, that's a two- or three-year deal. It's not a seven-year deal.
2: That's yeah. right. That's right. 16-team, yeah. no trade either. Number, number 42, Bruce Harper says, do you feel we could use some toughness like Clark Gillies and Knuckles Ny- Nystrom used to bring to the team? I think the game has changed so dramatically that you don't need any fighters anymore. You need you. You got to have guys on there, who you can't get pushed around. You need guys who can do a little physicality. But the the days of the the fighters are pretty much over.
1: How bad is Ryan
2: Reeves? Watching him the other night, he's terrible. Not he is a- brutal. I don't know why they signed him. I, it just made no sense to me.
0: I think that everywhere he goes, I'm like underwhelming, underwhelming, underwhelming.
2: He's a, he's a dinosaur in the league right now. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Wally is hit or miss, and I doubt he stays in the lineup if they add a guy. I'm just not sure how we can add a guy unless we, we well. trade. Oh well. Yeah. And Wally and somebody else who makes makes money.
1: So, um, if you like, if say you went to San Jose and you traded them Wally and Aho and got them to take half of like Hoffman or DeClea's salary, somebody like that. Ooh, I don't want could, that, But that's the that, those are the moves we can make. I'm just. Pointing it out, everyone thinks we're getting some top guy. We have no cap space. People keep telling me we're getting Hannafin. I said, No, we're not.
2: (laughs) Where does Hannafin play?
1: He doesn't even fit on us right now. Pelican Pulaka healthy don't fit here.
2: Yeah, I don't. I mean, what do you need? Uh, Yeah, just silly. Just silly. Drew L., grumpy old man. Patty was an example of what happens when you hire someone outside the organization. Exactly, fresh set eyes. Well, has a different coaching philosophy from Trotz and Lambert. I love it. Trotz and Lambert had favorites. I, You know what? I just wonder how much of it the old man dictated to Lambert in particular. Maybe not Trotz, but to Lambert. You know that Lambert had to feel whatever Lou told him he had to do because he gave him his only shot.
1: I. What did we say when Trotz left? And this is now Lou's team. Yep. Yes. Everything that happens – you blame Lou for Yep. and I'm still in that mode. Now I'm happy Rouar is here. And I think Rua is refreshing too. I love his presses because he tells you the truth.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: I was about to say, it's great to just pop this comment up as we're talking about Patrick. Well, what our thoughts are of, of the Islanders under him. It's, it's, it's a change. It's, it's definitely new. It's different. The one thing I always do find kind of funny and comical is the people who are all, Oh, it's all lane. It's all lane. I'm like, well, you know, I, Call me crazy, but I think maybe the guy who took seven days to hire Lane Lambert and didn't interview any other candidates outside the organization shares some sort of blame. If Lane Lambert is such an atrocity and he's such a bad coach, we always ask the question, the team is winning games. You know, if they're losing games because of Lane, are they winning games because of Lane or are they winning in spite? You know, it's just like, you know, there has to be some sort of equal blame distributed is all I'll say. And um, I think he gets credit for this Patrick Wall hire. Grump, I'm finishing. I think I think Lou gets some credit, but he also deserves some blame if if Lane was such a bad coach. He deserves blame
2: for the hire of Lane Lamer. And for those interested in the comment that TJ's talking about, here it is. Grumpy, was TJ letter g- late again? And Coach Baffy, what do you think of the Islanders under Patrick Wall thoughts? So we've already just dis- well, TJ already gave you the answer. I feel like he was Karnak, long-winded. He opened up the envelope and it was actually the Declaration of Independence that he read, as opposed to the simple contract.
0: We were talking about Patrick
2: Wall. You just spoke about
0: Patrick Wall. And we did then, not then I spoke and
2: it's great to put this comment up, bro. Okay, but you didn't read the comment.
0: Oh my God. Joe uh, Matthew
2: S says there. Soroka made a save at the other end of the second period that was phenomenal. <laughs> Someone pull that up. He made a he made a How many 10 10 Bell saves the other night? He's great. Huge. Huge. Uh, All Toronto does is puck watch when in their own zone. They'll never win anything with that core. I don't think they're going to win anything with that coach. I was stunned they gave him a three-year contract extension. I think he's a problem there.
1: Um, I I think Toronto um, is just – they have talent, but I think they're an underwhelming team. They've always had an issue with the goaltending since I can remember um i do wonder does Tavares finish his career there for the two reasons he now even though he's still a good player he's he's declining we all see it right and you know if you want to keep austin matthews in the fold because remember they gave him a five-year deal not an an eight you know he's gonna want to see eventually i mean can you keep Tavares there and take the C away from and give it to matthews i think at some point they have to make that choice
0: I'll say this about John Tavares. I know he's been getting a lot of hate, and some of the Lamanites who are still jaded like to throw hate at him. But since returning back from the All-Star break, I mean, he had another good game tonight, a goal and two assists. He's got 40 points in 49 games. I'm not saying this is a great year. He's definitely on the downside. And guess what? We talked about this when he signed. It was like, you know, it wasn't a bad thing that we didn't income to that deal because the amount of term they gave him for a guy who's skating is – Subpar at best, even in his prime. That's never going to get better. The older you get.
1: I'm just wondering if, if, if when this contract is over, do they move on and give Matthews to see? You know, that's something that I think is very possible. Yeah. And then what does he do? Is I just think
2: that, I think that's a tough contract to move. I just or think that's need, a. He's got a no move. Yeah, he so can't. I mean, I mean, you can do workarounds with that. You absolutely can. You can go you go talk to there's nothing wrong with talking to a player and see if he's willing to waive that. But I mean
0: grumpy, he's only got one year left after this.
1: Yeah, and he has to ask his wife.
2: I'm What's, telling you right now. <laughs> no, so, I mean I just I just think you know, it kinda of is what think,
0: it is. When the contract when the contract expires next year at the end of next year, could maybe Lou Lamarillo rings the doorbell of John Tavares. And he uh, thought about on
1: the island I've thought about that because uh, I, you know if they if they ever brought him back and he took maybe a little bit less money to try and you know make himself look better to the fan base that would that would you know end everything everything would be okay again.
0: Oh, John, we're so happy you're back. Oh, this is this is the greatest signing we've ever had. People said that Lou Lamarillo can't get big offseason gets. We just got John Tavares on a two-year deal on the cheap. Oh, JP Grump.
2: I disagree with you there, Grumpy. Wall has the capacity to be an elite-level goal. You know, let's pump the brakes there. His injury couldn't have come at a worse time. However, don't be shocked if uh, Travelling tries to bring in Markstrom. Uh, If you really believe in Wall, why would you be bringing in Wallstrom, Um, uh, Markstrom? You wouldn't. Like I said, I'm not saying that – I mean, Wall was good for a stretch, and then he wasn't good for a stretch before he got hurt. I mean, you know, everybody goes through streaks. I just just look at him right now. I look at him as a backup. I don't think he's elite.
1: Um, I think we're looking looking at a Boston-Carolina conference final. That's what I think we're looking at.
2: I think Carolina needs better
1: goaltending, too. But is exactly. our, how good is our division? We are Carol- a bad division. That's Carolina.
2: why we can make the playoff. I know you, you say, though, but not we can, because the division is not that good. I almost think that the Islanders might need to come in third, and I don't know if they're capable of that.
0: Well, I, now, the one thing is, how does Philly respond with everything that's happened to Carter Hart? Now, they came out and they won, first game back after the all-star break right it's just the all-star break it's worth saying right they've had some rest perhaps to regroup but they beat the florida panthers two to one right like the florida panthers are a pretty formidable opponent definitely uh, They're really good yeah really damn good and it's like okay both those teams were rested and healthy um you know there are a few that we got a game in hand over them man but this the entire division is just so tight we
2: are a minus 22 on the season those teams don't make playoffs. By the way, holy shit! Where usually, am I? Usually, you don't. I didn't know I where i am never, a You thought, never
1: make it minus thought, twenty. Last year, we made the playoffs with ninety-three points, and you usually don't
2: make the playoffs doing that either. But you know what? We were plus. No teams last year made the playoffs with a minus goal differential. To me, that's the points don't even. I'm not saying points don't matter, yeah. but if you if you want a if you want something that's a really accurate gauge, look at plus minus for goal differential. That's the biggest one. I think only one team, one team in the last five years has made the playoffs with a, with a negative goal differential.
0: I feel like we're on whose line is anyway.
2: Hey, welcome (laughs) to the game where the points don't matter. (laughs) Goal (laughs) differential is all that matters. Minus 22 is really bad. And you see Pittsburgh plus 15. Like I said, the devils have righted this ship. They were minus for a long time. Uh, I I still think the Devils in Pittsburgh are probably going to pass us. I think Philly's going to drop.
0: It's it's going to be a dogfight. I mean that's that's the only way to put it. It's going to be an absolute dogfight.
1: You you know something, just so you know, the last two games of the season, the Islanders play the Devils and the Penguins. Oh, go maybe it comes
2: down to there, right there.
0: Yep, but you look at it right. We're four points behind Philly. Um, with a game in hand the penguins are one point behind us with three games in hand plus 15 my god plus 15 you know it's yeah i don't know I, i'll say they look pretty 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 uh they're looking pretty good right now um the devils two games in hand one point behind us and the capitals right as bad as the, think about how bad the capitals they're on a five game losing streak they're only three points behind us with two games in hand but they they have no shot they're
2: in done hand. they're done they're in rehab. <laughs> They're gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. But they I,
2: know it. They know it. Yep.
0: Time, time to rebuild. Time to, time to, time to rebuild from scratch. There for them. James F. Grumpy.
2: Serious NHL channel topic was pick a player on your team. Nobody talks about mine is Noah Dobson. Actually, I think mine would be hmm, Anders Lee. Who talks about him anymore?
1: <sighs> uh, I think they talk about Dobson plenty. Um, and number one, he, that was bold that didn't make the All-Star team. He absolutely deserved that, and even though it's a joke of a thing, he should have been in it. Is, is there a player they don't talk about on the Islanders? I, I would say you, you don't hear a lot about Anders Lee anymore. I, I would agree there. And uh, and honestly, maybe Pajot. Yeah. He disappears a lot.
2: Yeah, he does. I think, um, I think uh, uh, Holmstrom has benefited playing with Pajot for certain.
0: I, I think Pajot is he's not the same guy he was. No. And that's fine. He's getting older.
2: Goon Goon says, is Sun X more deserving of wearing the C on his shirt than Anders Lee is? Absolutely. Uh, Sun-X, that Sun X is a leader. Actually, he probably should have an X on his shirt, not a C. Frank says, TJ is butthurt about Grump saying he's butthurt. Hello, I'm um.
0: not butthurt. I don't care.
2: Keeps on saying he's not. but My little brownie. Maybe it was the coach. The Islanders are definitely playing differently. Watt is more engaged, and that's a big change from Lambert. Lambert used to be really engaged. It's, and it's. It I look
0: at it like this. It's a brand-new coach. This should be the most energy, the most effort, the most compete we ever see from this team because it's like they're trying to make an impression on the on new boss. If you just change jobs, you're going to be like, oh, gotcha. Let me make the best first impression I can here.
2: When I, I think it's tough for a coach when he knows the players have tuned him out. Um you know,
1: I think Lambert was in a very I didn't think about it at the time because you're like, oh, he's gonna be a young, you know, he's he's got a lot of experience now, he's gonna get his first head coaching job, but he'd been working with those players already for four years. They knew him really well already. So they actually tuned them out really quick.
0: Do you remember we asked that question of is it gonna be too similar of a voice in a room? They talk about, oh no, this is a completely different voice in a room. I'm like, is, he's coached here. Is it you know, is it gonna be like the same voice in the room?
1: But it's weird because were, when Trotz and Lambert were working together, it was a reverse type of a relationship. Normally the head coach is the bad cop.
2: Right. And yes. it
1: was a reverse. Lambert was the bad cop
2: and trots was the good cop. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew L. grumpy old man.
2: I like Kyle McClain. I only need to see that one goal, and I love him as a future bottom six forward for us, although know. I'm not celebrating like he's Jesus Christ. And that's my issue with re-signing anyone from your bottom six, particularly the fourth line, they're imminently replaceable. You don't need to sign them to six-year contract extensions. You don't need to give 32-year-olds contract extensions. You don't need to give 34-year-olds contract extensions. You can put anybody in those roles, anybody. Nick Canetta says fans need to let go of the Devar situation. It was his right to leave. He gave us some great memories. He could have handled it better, but that's a hard situation for a player to be in um it's all on ownership and management all of it all of it every single at the end of the day as
1: i said if he doesn't sign the contract that summer before his last season i'm trading him and i don't understand how you could think anything differently than that
2: yep yeah Rogue gamer grumpy clutterbuck makes sense he probably felt betrayed too oh well (laughs) he says (laughs) Tavares knew he was leaving, should have told the Islanders to move him before they got nothing to Why? Why? Why would you agree with that?
1: Okay. I do. Okay. I agree with that for this specific reason. I'll tell you why. He was not the average ordinary player on the team. He was defaced the captain. He was Mr. Long Island. It was a little different with him. For his own, honestly, for him to want to come back, and have been stayed loved. If he just would have told the fans, "Look, me and my wife want to go home and raise our family," blah 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 blah. Fine it, with it, most people would have said, "John, thank you for the nine years. We really appreciate." it. But he didn't go that route, and that's fans are gonna you know they're gonna do what they're gonna do.
2: Again, I don't. He he should didn't have to tell the Islanders anything. They should have known by his actions and said to him, "Dude, are you signing here? This is the deal." Will you take it? And if he said no or I want to wait, hey, we can't wait. We're going to have to make a decision. It's all on them. Hey,
0: listen, I don't disagree with that. I agree with that. But, yeah. as I was going to say, I don't disagree with that. But I would like to see the guy who was the captain, the guy, if he really – if he wanted to go, there would be zero, and I mean no animosity from any fan if he just okay. said exactly. Just-
1: Here's my issue too. They, they get him in a room in, in August and they offer him seven times seven. All right. And he says, well, no, I want to see out there. No, no, John, John, just tell me one thing right now. I'm going to ask this question. I'm negotiating. What is the deal that you need to sign right now? I need to know that. How much do you want on your seven-year deal? Tell me now.
2: And if he doesn't give you an answer to that, you know. Right. He didn't know. He didn't know them anything. And here's the thing. From the player's perspective, let's say they wanted to move him to Toronto. Why would – and he wanted to go to Toronto, which he did. And let's say they had a, a willing trade part in Toronto. Why would Tavares say, oh, okay, so they're going to give up. Uh, the team I'm going to is going to have to give up a couple of first-round picks and a, a, you know maybe a William Nylander at the time. Who knows what the deal was that you know they could have worked out? Why would you do that? Why would you want to weaken the team that you're going to? That's just dumb on the player's part. It's Like I said, for me, it's all on ownership and management. They should have said to him, like Tommy mentioned in the offseason, whenever, dude, this is it. Let's get it done. Yes or no. And if he said no, well, hey, we got to move you. I don't care that you say you want to stay here. Your actions are saying something else.
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, we got to do Matthew, C.
2: Matt Carbone says uh, it's the players need a lot of changes. Awful tough to make those changes when they're all locked into no trade, no move causes. Adam P. says, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick of hearing about JT. He's got the personality of Ben Stein on Nyquil. (laughs) Gosh.
0: John A. Grumpy.
2: You ever notice, Tommy, any big comments? TJ just automatically. All righty, Grumpy. This one's you. John A.
0: Lucky selection. I realize.
2: Calm down over there. I realize the chances of Lou making a proactive move is about as likely as him having a solid bowel movement. But I bet you his movements are probably really solid as he gets older. Use those prunes to loosen them up. But what are your thoughts about moving a Pajot along with a pick and a prospect? I don't think you need to move that much. For a young, skilled forward who's fallen out of favor, Trevor Zegris. This makes sense, especially with the emergence of McLean and Sezekis on the verge of coming back. Why not? I, If I'm moving a first-round pick or something like that I want, I'm willing to do it for a younger guy. I am. I am.
1: The, but the problem is this, John. And I understand – you know, the objective of what you're trying to say. But what makes you think the Anaheim wants to take JG Pajot on and his contract on? Why would they even have a remote thought of doing that? To give up Z and then if Zgras comes here and becomes the star that he's capable of becoming, they look like complete idiots doing it that way.
2: The only one who's not afraid of looking like an idiot is Lou Lamarillo.
1: Oh gosh, here
2: Frank Grumpy. I think Tavares purposely misled us to save Toronto from spending assets so he could win a cup, but the hockey gods stepped in and they didn't pay back as a bitch. I, Frank, just move on, please. Jake says, I felt like Barzell took his game to another level last night. I loved his back and the back checking was great. That, that under, That's right. He was really good back checking last night too, and he can do yeah. some good board work. I feel he can become a true 200-foot player. Maybe he's finally found a coach who believes in him if if they get him a left winger a real one
1: you're talking 100 points 110 points i'm not even kidding you he's so
2: capable of it i just don't know if we're capable Uh, i think honestly right now all you can do is hope to get one in the draft hope you get lucky maybe a bossy sliding to number 15 or something like that he says coach tommy shouldn't the grumpy old man consider painting his entire face and head in islander colors at his next opportunity. I I think that explains the
1: picture you have up as your profile picture, that question. There it is.
0: Drew <laughs> L says here, um, you know what, Tommy? I like you. You're at least an Islander fan who has two existing brain cells, unlike a good portion oh. of this fan base. <laughs> um, and then Doon Doon says here, uh, Coach Tommy, uh, do you spit out your hot cocoa when you realize that such Islander greats such as Chico Lafontaine, Turgeon, plus Grumpy, are not in the Islanders' Hall of Fame, or not on the Islanders' Hall of Fame banner. But chaps like mediocre Johansson is.
1: Um, Look, you can go through anybody's, you know, any professional team's uh, Hall of Fame list, and you'll you'll find a couple of guys who should be there and a couple of guys who shouldn't be there. That happens with every team, so you know what we have no control that. you know, look, I if you're gonna ask me about La Fontaine and Turgeon being there, um I, I do feel Turgeon wasn't here long enough. Yep. Um La Fontaine was here long enough. It was and, a big there was and a bang. Chico was better than Billy Smith
2: for most of the tenure he was here. Absolutely, absolutely. I love Chico. I I always like Chico better than Billy Smith, always. Always. And- Alex, Inge says here, Mike Riley
0: extension is incoming seven years, three and a half million full low trade calls for the first four years. So God, Nick Canetta says here, I like Bull Duke a lot. You've seen a lot of growth from him this year. Um, I think he'll be our number six defenseman by the end of the year.
2: Why not? Why not? Uh, I hope so.
0: And big Isles fan says here, Stefan Pearson was very underrated.
1: Should have his number retired. I've said that so many times. He was
2: a really good partner with Dennis Potvin. Excellent. Great power play defenseman. Yep. F uh prank says Pulak and Pelic are back. Thanks to Wah. Well, I mean, I guess it helped that he came up the IR. Um, but no,
0: it's just the fact that they're back as a pairing when they're healthy. He
2: he didn't miss the Miyagi to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Vinny Morgan. Uh the Michael K show is gonna be at UBS tomorrow, and their guest is Lou. Wow, that should is be that fun serious? to serious. Get- no
0: this gotta be a joke is that serious i will absolutely
2: dvr I that. that but i have to watch that if it is i'm going to dvr that on the yes network tomorrow he won't give any answers that's for certain james farrell says guys on the serious nhl channel a caller called up saying you can order the stadium series jersey but you won't get them until after the game is over plus the store in the arena doesn't have them i mean I, I, who runs that portion of the the Islanders franchise. They miss out on every single opportunity to generate income with a legitimate third jersey, first of all, not like the piece of trash they had last year. And this one that they have for the stadium series is like, what did you just have extra material in the back room? I don't understand. They don't, I don't know who does this, but they need to get somebody else. I think that'll be the nicest way I can say it.
1: I don't um, want to be. I don't want to be mean. I don't want somebody to lose their job, but the person designing these jerseys should not have a job. You're fired.
0: Oh, not 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 in the creative field. I mean, maybe they do something else well, but the designing jerseys is definitely not on it. Um, <laughs> but yes, it the looks like, like okay.
1: Oh, looks like a smock. I swear to God, when I first saw that new jersey that came out with, the, I was like, "Is that a smock?" You know, and some some kid just drew the Isley's name on it.
2: Like, what is terrible. that? It's terrible
0: the um and really quickly here it does look like um that they are going to be doing this from ubs arena here tomorrow um so there it is maybe lou the mighty lou will speak expect zero answers and a lot of speaking in circles um drew s says here i don't know uh what these Wa is our savior fans have been watching We've gotten a long way to go before this team is a threat to make the playoffs or make any noise once there.
2: That's very fair. What's your record with Wah? Two, two,
0: two, two one. one,
2: two. two so five hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And
0: and we had some, you know, I, I you got to wait at least ten some odd games to have a good feeling of it. Adam P said, "No, he's we yelling, aren't one he's forward." Away.
2: He's right now yelling at Alexander. No,
0: no, we aren't one forward away. About three or four pieces. Um, and who the hell is taking that wash? Kyle Palmieri making five million dollars next year?
1: Not because he scores twenty goals. Somebody will do it for a one-year deal.
0: I think somebody would. T- I think absolutely. They'll get a
1: second-round pick from him. Telling you right now.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a guy that somebody will find value in. Uh,
2: no
0: agreed. Uh, trade Kyle Palm trade Kyle Palmieri and Brock Nelson. We need to focus on next season.
2: True. Uh, True.
0: Adam P. Grump.
2: Oh, Kyle Palmieri, right? Uh, easy if you think the Islanders are one play away, then you don't move Nelson. A lot of our fans are content waiting through storm drain water. True.
1: And mm-hmm. Personally, to the Islander fans, it was people like there's been a, a lot of talk about Nelson specifically. Look, it's not that we don't love Brock Nelson. We don't think Brock Nelson has been a really good Islander. It's just about asset management. Yes, managing your
2: assets correctly. Yep.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's something
2: the old man does not do well. We're He awful. just doesn't. You should have <laughs> known last year that even if we made the playoffs, which we did squeaking, we weren't winning. Should have known that. Oh, I mean, I mean, he, he does know that. He's not stupid. He knows it. You got to move those guys. I, I just, well, I mean, we've been down this road 100 times. I'm, no, I'm right?
1: waiting for um, you know the summer when, when I hear Brock Nelson's been extended six times eight. Uh, uh, I'm going <sighs> to be like, what
2: the? Yeah, that's what he does. That's why you can't. That's why you need to move him out sooner rather than later. Mm. Any any time that you're extending a guy in a contract longer than your lifespan, it's a mistake.
0: Uh, big Isles fan, Grump.
2: Uh, definitely cashing on Nelson. I don't know if you can trade Palmieri. Is he tradable? Yes. Maybe if he was on the last year of his deal.
0: I think he's got value. I I do, but, but I, I I don't think he's got all that much. But I think he's just kind uh, of like a bleh type of player adam p says here jari yari is a shitty bad goalie i don't care what the number says when it counts he's shit well True. he definitely plays garbage against us well he did shut it, us out it, earlier he did
2: this shut year. us out this year he did
0: um john a grumpy
2: no problem trading away brock palm, palm Palmieri. pags they have some value with brock being the best value unfortunately it would take a new gm for this to ever happen that's what i'm afraid of
1: Um, I will argue about one, though. I'm not so sure Paggio has value yet. He's a third-line center putting up 30 points, and he's two times five remaining after this year.
2: Paul
1: has got 23 points. He's about a 30-point guy every year. I don't know if that's enough value to move a guy two times five without having to either eat a little money or, believe it or not, give a middle-round pick.
0: Uh, Rick Roma says here, Paul Mary has another uh, another year at $5 million year. He hasn't hit 20 goals since 2019-2020 season. I know he's had a few injuries. And Rick Roma also says here, apparently the Devils um, don't want Tanev, but they want Noah Hannafin instead. Markstrom and Hannafin to New Jersey makes them scary.
2: Go for it. Go for it. They should go for it. They That's have correct. a young core. They should absolutely go for it.
1: That's going to uh, cost you a lot, by the way. Yes, a lot. M- of- uh, Mimic, Mercer, a first, a second, probably. That's what you got to pay for that. Wow.
2: You know what? There's oh, wow. No harm in asking. That's what I uh, would
0: do. Yeah, I'd say I'd say no to that if that's what they were asking.
2: <laughs> I, t- I guess I don't think Hannafin is as great as a lot of people think.
0: Uh, But pe- people, people like – I mean, Hannafin, hey, what is he going to be at least – if let's say he was just a one – just traded by himself, a first plus, right? He's a
2: U.S.A. He's a UFA at the end of the year. Didn't they make the same mistake with Meyer last year? Yeah. Maybe I'd move a Meyer because
1: he blows. Well. Uh, But you know what? The market's been set.
2: Lindholm set this marketplace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next comment here we got there from Drew Grumpy.
2: See, TJ, I'm in the opposite camp. I want the Islanders to miss the postseason. I want the Devils and the Pens to make big moves so the Islanders get knocked out, and hopefully that'll lead to loose firing. I can absolutely understand that logic. Absolutely. The only way you're going to get changes to this team is if ownership says, gosh, we're just not good enough. Otherwise, it's just going to be status quo. Just roll back the same. I believe in this core. Did he say it again? Has he said it recently? I believe in this. Yes, score. he
0: did. To Andrew Gross, he said stop. he believes in the core stop. of this team.
1: Just he doesn't, he doesn't say it anymore. He just plays the recording. Oh, even
2: Vic Z says, "Are you happy with the Horvat trade and contract?" As the Islanders fan, as an Islanders fan, thank you. Um, I'll tell you what, Vic Z, I like your being polite like that. So I'm going to answer you politely. Um, I didn't want to give up the first round pick. I didn't have a problem with the other two guys. Don't like the contract. Eight years for a guy like Bo Horvat—too much, and two and eight and a half million. He's not worth that. Sorry.
1: My my fear too, and and look, I this is the whole thing. I, I was very mad at the trade. I love I love Bo Horvat as a player. I absolutely do. I still think he's really a second line center. Barzell is, by the way, proving to you how he makes other players better. Absolutely, this is perfect because he's a guy who can actually finish. So he's showing you when you when you have a play that can finish. Barzell can set him up all day long. Okay. The thing about this is is eight times eight and a half. Um. What happens when we're going on that when he goes on that downward trend the last two or three years of his contract and we're stuck with that because of his age? Vancouver only wanted to give him six years. You know why? Because they were right. Yeah.
0: The the thing I wonder too is remember when Jean not not to try to liken him and I don't think it's apples to apples but it's similar. Um, Jean Gabriel Pagano when he was traded to the Islanders, people loved him and for the first few years had a lot. We saw a lot from him. He showed a lot on the ice. Bo Bo Horvat's much better than Jean-Gabriel Pajot. But just to show you, Jean-Gabriel Pajot's contract towards the tail end is not going to age perfectly. He's only got two years left, but is he really offering more than what he's getting paid? I think the answer is probably no. And I don't think Bo Horvat at the end of his contract is going to be offering more than what he's being paid at $8.5 million per year. So, you what, know, the what we're seeing for Bo Horvat right now is the best we'll see from him in his entire, we have entire career.
1: One contract that's aged well, one rock nelson, one rock nelson.
2: That's it. Yep, and I'll say the thing that I everyone knows I'm a Pajo fan, but what Lou often does is he makes uh he pays guys off of having career years and he pays uh-huh. through the nose, and you can't. I'm I'm actually I'm stunned that a GM of his experience does that. I mean, you would think you he you just don't do that, and he does it time after time after time. Whoa, whoa. Career years? He paid a guy
1: off for having 15 games.
2: Well, I the, yeah, well, he had a career 15 games, but that's what the, he over he does that all the time. Just I'm just like I said, I it's stunning.
0: Okay, here Michael bechet grumpy.
2: I wish came true for playing Wally for a change. We know what Wally is capable of. Again, he's not a third-line player. He should be on the first line. He should be on the scoring line and give him a chance to do what he does best. Mm-hmm. Frank K. says, I'll be taking, talking to Lou this summer about retirement while feeding the Gators in Florida. Gosh. looks <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Matthew S. TJ's preparing for his leaky bladder from his upcoming expectancy
0: ah uh, now I do want to put this up. X sent us this, we'll see oh. how this goes. Um, now I'm going to say there's probably going to be some profanity in this uh particular clip, but uh, thank you. Um, thank you, Sun X. It says classic Islander fan to John Tavares. Oh, god, Islander Uh-oh. fan bashing John Tavares is what this is quoted as. Let's see how this, this is not goes. Where,
2: that can, before you do that, I just want to look at the first couple of comments. As a fellow Islander fan, shut up. Wow. Screaming at a millionaire whilst wearing an Islander jersey. Uh, jersey. So embarrassing. This is going to be embarrassing for the yeller. That's that cool.
1: happened in the second home game back That in the first year he did this, by the way. I remember this.
2: Oh, um, this. okay. So this happened a while ago. Gosh. Yes. Is, that, is that Mike Moisa? Is he going to be the one yelling?
1: Oh, let's watch. Let's, let's watch. Hey,
2: someone, you're a traitor, a liar, a snake, a fake. You should have told them. You want to got
1: pitch you to you, you phony fake. You suck. You always yeah. suck, Danaris. Yeah. You'll always be
2: a loser. Always. I love you. you always. always. And you know what I'm saying? You should have told him. You stink, forty three. freak. You stink. <laughs> Isn't he wearing a 91
0: jersey? It was with Trader. It had the white. Because remember, that was the big trend where you put the tape
2: on it and you wrote somebody else on it, like Trader or Snake no. or – Here's the thing. You know Tavares heard him. He looked at him. He should have looked at him and smiled. I said, yep, you got me. That's what he should have said. And he would. Have, the guy would have lost his mind and got tossed.
1: I, I am going to say this, and, I, and I'm told this is a completely a true story about what happened that first night, which ironically he came back on my birthday and played on February 28th. I was told that after that game – and you could see that Tavares was shaking in that game. He, he it, it affected him. You saw it. It, it. He didn't want to go on the ice. He went to his agent after that game and told him, fuck you for doing this to me. He actually cursed his agent out for it. And I've been told that with a reliable source that he did it.
2: He can blame his agent all he wants. Yeah, you take he signed the deal. He yeah, could have got more money with the Islanders. He didn't want to. Like I said, Ownership and management screwed up by not moving them. If you're blaming your agent for signing that deal, that's on you, Sunshine. Don't tell me that the agent has that much control over you. Just I just I don't believe it because you could have made more money and more years there and he would have got more commission.
1: But you know, agent it's an interesting thing with agents because um you remember when A-Rod got completely misled by Boris to opt out of a Yankee contract? Do you remember that whole thing? It worked and out then, and then and then A-rod ended up removing him and went to Hal himself and renegotiated to get back to the Yankees because he didn't want to leave in the first place.
2: Yeah, I I always like – I think A-Rod gets a bad rap by Yankee fans. I just – I like A-Rod. And I don't give a shit that he used steroids either. I could care less. Um we got we're gonna Everybody was using everybody
0: Grumpy, we're gonna try to go rapid fire because we want to be respectful, and mindful, Coach Tommy B. We gotta we gotta cut my off time. How about be respectful five? of my time? <laughs> well, be, be respectful of your time too, Grumpy. We're gonna try yes, to get through things you rapid. That, I had to
2: bring it up. Thanks.
0: Okay. Um what we got a clip here from Nick D sent, and we're gonna get through these last few comments
2: here. stepping up there after the Barzell hit.
1: This is who he is. He's a leader on this team. I mean, leader, you know, always take care of your, their teammates. I mean, in life, you have a chance. You could be an eagle or a duck. He was an eagle there.
0: Okay, so that makes this these next few comments make a lot more sense. Um, uh, Michael Boucher said, TJ is a duck and Grumpy is an eagle.
1: True. <laughs> oh, no. Grumpy. You know, I wish they would have did an Aflac commercial right after that interview.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, got here comment there. Uh, grumpy, I thought TJ was going in labor, says Drew. Oh man, Frank says here, no disrespect, grumpy old man. But did you and the coach Tommy B, aka don't call me Lane, lol, um, really say the islanders have zero chance of making the postseason? No, uh, no, no. you guys are lying. No, no, winning the, winning, zero the
2: winning the cup,
0: winning the cup. Oh. We think we, I think we still have a chance of making the postseason, I more likely not than do, but.
2: I think I, I think we have a shot of making the playoffs. Um, I just think it's going to be tough. I think Pittsburgh will make playoffs. I always, I like I said, I look at goal differential. It's it's super accurate over the last five years. I, I
1: you know because we have a guy by the name of Sorokin. Uh, I believe that's what makes it possible for us to make the playoffs. And I'm not knocking like Dobson and great and Horvat and Barzell great, but Sorokin is why I believe they will probably squeak in because he is that good, and we saw what he did in the second half last year. He carried his team on his back like I've never seen a goalie carry a team on his
2: back. The only, the only problem I have with that is we cannot give up 35 to 40 shots a night. No, can't, I it. That has to be cleaned up because he was not facing that amount of rubber last year at the end of the season. He was not. And if they don't get that cleaned up, I don't care who you are. We're not, we're not making
1: it. It was more like 30 a night, uh, low 30s, that he was averaging, which is still not totally ideal. But and it better than what he's dealing with now.
2: It seems like everything's point blank almost now. Yeah.
0: Anthony Lima says here, uh, who should the Islanders move to the deadline if Lou would make a move? Yeah. Um, we covered I, mean, it. I think we covered that there. Brock Nelson, X. God damn it, he's not listening there. X. Uh, Tony, Perpetual Mediocrity oh, You realize
2: X probably put this comment up an hour ago, okay? Look at the time.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, Tony, Perpetual Mediocrity Cheese says here, my favorite Andy comeback was he's older than you think because he uses cream on his face.
1: <laughs> you know, you, you, you leave yourself open to a lot of comments by saying something like that.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Po- no, no comments. comments.
0: Polymetal CX30 says here um, why do you guys honestly think that Lou gave ball a 7 year contract um, I don't understand what he proved uh, to us to warrant Lou giving him that it's honestly the most laughable contract he ever gave out I think he, it's just because he couldn't afford short term he should trade for him short term he couldn't give him 4 million dollars a year or more which is probably what he may have gotten on the open market so he had to entice him by giving him a longer term deal no
2: one is offering Pierre four million dollars a year no i don't think I, so but i think nobody. the mayfield contract is worse
0: then it's For just complete incompetence complete incompetence by losing
2: if somebody you should have offered scott mayfield four years four million dollars if you think you can get more than that yeah see you later p.r involved well two years no three million dollars that's it he's a he's a bottom six guy Drew says, I'd rather have Sun X on the Islanders than Matt Martin at this point. Wow, that's a bold statement.
0: And TJ's back from watching the Rangers game. Oh,
1: oh, game.
0: Arya Vargas says here, What's
2: the over under for TJ arriving late to the delivery? Oh, 100%. Oh,
0: gosh. Uh, Drew S. Grumpy.
2: Sun X is awesome. Good thing we signed Casey to that contract. So we have uh, when we have a kid like McLean in Bridgeport. Thanks, Lou. Yeah, nice. every contract he signs that's long is bad. Everyone. Nick D says the one team I don't want to win the Stanley Cup is Vancouver Canucks. It's hard enough going to work <laughs> seeing these overinflated heads gloat about them. Well, you know something, I would have no problem if the Vancouver Canucks won the Stanley Cup. None at um, all.
1: I'd be happy for that for that fan base. Honestly, absolutely. Um, I, they're, they're, those are great fans, great city, and they've never experienced one.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I'd be very happy for the Vancouver
2: fan base. Should have won in 2011. Michael Boucher. Michael Boucher says. We hate the Leaks. Um, have been extremely dirty since they knocked Bossy in the playoffs and how they knocked out Pekka. Man. I just don't like it because 1978. Um, they did it. They were too they were too physical against us in 78. Tiger Williams. Yeah, Tiger Williams. That's a throwback. <laughs> um Empire State Empire State says, I've been saying it for a while. <laughs> I've been saying too, TJ keeps ripping me. You heard it here first. I said it the day he was signed.
0: We talk about running these efficiently. Grumpy wants to say that seven times a podcast.
2: Goon-goon. Well, that was seven. It was four before, and I'm just responding to a comment. But thank you. Goon Goon says, Grumpy, you just mentioned love seeing family photos. With a picture of my toilet profile pic with a few smaller toilets, cut the muscle. <laughs> the fact that you have that set up makes me really worried for you, Goon Goon. <laughs>
1: then- is his real name Al Bundy? <laughs> Maybe it is. It might be Craig K.
2: Craig Kiger says, what are your thoughts on the Durando-Thompson trade? Is it strictly for AHL team that blows, or maybe Tice can grow into something? I, I don't think much of it.
0: Those, both those kids are not doing anything with their career. Fodder for fodder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> meat for the meat grinder. Uh, Drew L. Grumpy.
2: Coach Tommy, genuine question. What's your reasoning behind your thoughts on why Patrick Waugh wasn't a Lou hire?
1: Because I think that the organization, which now has five owners, by the way, um, is realizing they're going to have to transition away from Lou uh, within the next couple of years because he's going to be 175. Yes. Okay. So Patrick Roy is a guy who they know is fiery. They know that he knows the game. He's a legend. And he wants to run a franchise. and. Nobody else will take a chance on Verwal, by the way, because he's a little, you know, outside the box.
2: Loose cannon. And it's perfect for us. It's yep. perfect. I have no problem with him getting that GM job. None at all.
0: Rick Roma and says his, If
2: he doesn't work out, you just fire him. He, you that doesn't mean he gets a contract till he's 80. Rick Roma says, Sun X is my best friend. And one thing I know about him is he has integrity, he isn't putting up comments based on people sucking up to him. That's right, Rick. You know. JP said, Sun X, often imitated, never duplicated.
0: (laughs) Craig K. Grump.
2: Uh, Traveling from South Carolina to the Winter Classic with my daughter in a few days. Let's beat the Rangers. Hold on. Do not get rid of that comment. I want to comment on the little girl because she looks – oh, she's fantastic. What a beautiful young lady. Congratulations, Craig.
1: Adorable. And Joseph Uh, Seagrebe.
2: Every team wants their own Tom Wilson. That's why we keep recycling whatever few enforcers are left. Tom Wilson's not just an enforcer. He can actually he scores. Play. He can play.
0: Drew L, grumpy old
2: man. You're right, Coach Tommy. I agree. Trade Brock Nelson. Then you just call up Danny Nelson. Danny Nelson's not it. <laughs> boom, boom. There you go. Uh, you replace Nelson with Nelson. Well, at least they won't have to pay for the extra jerseys. Kevin Joseph and his wonderful family says, will you guys – have Phil's fake news on the show more often once he comes off Twitter in a couple of months?
0: Uh, no, I don't think there's any change on that. I, I, here's the thing: I'm expecting a pseudonym, a different Phil's fiction account to pop up. Somebody that's going to have a lot. Somebody's going to tweet like twenty thousand <clears> times a day, and you're going to be like a brand new account. You don't even need to know it's going to be fake. You know,
1: you know what's funny that you know, and I do go at it with Phil once in a while on Twitter myself. Um, <laughs> there isn't a lot of Gauthier and Ingvol talk on his account lately. Really? No, what do I you know?
2: Said... They were the and greatest she... thing ever. You're not right. hearing
1: a lot of
0: trashing of Noah Dobson as of the last yeah. two, three months. Yeah, I mean, true. he was
2: trashing them when the season started. I mean, you know what? It must be, like I said, Phil's batting a 1,000. He's wrong every single time. <laughs> Craig, K. Craig, uh, Craig says, Sun X, the frustrating thing for fans in regards to Tavares is that we see how productive Barzell is with Horvath. Can you imagine the production Barzell and Tavares would have had through the years? I like I said, I didn't have a problem when he went somewhere. To me, the worst contract we ever signed was Anders Lee when we didn't get Panera. I thought that was just a knee-jerk reaction. Well, we lost. We lost. We didn't get Panera. We got to sign back Anders Lee. Yeah,
1: okay. You know, I wanted to say something with this um, about Julian Gauthier, who, which I had no problem with him taking a shot on him because he paid him a league minimum. So, you know, whatever, you, you, you do it. He's so not thought of in this league that they put him through waivers at league minimum, and no one claimed him.
2: Yep. Why is that surprising? I was telling Phil that forever. I said, he's he's just a guy. He, I mean, the Rangers dropped him. Uh, Ottawa, no one wanted him. No one wanted him, and he's going to be a savior. He should have been playing on the first line. Remember we heard that from Phil, too? Yeah. Okay. Gosh. Yeah. He, he deserves I, I, more I of a chance. Him. I did like him better than Engel just because he could shoot. Just I mean, he's just a straight line guy. It's all he is. Lex
0: Cruz said, damn, I tuned in late. I understood winning the cup. JK Fire Lou and Fire Grump Higher Grump. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, Dirk. Dirk C says here, good morning. I hope you guys are doing well. Going to now, see. This Simon.
2: is Dirk from this is Dirk from Germany. Yep.
1: Yes. This is the shirt he gave me. Wow. Yes, I
2: say
0: that is his that used to be his emblem. I remember
2: that. We yeah. So oh now here's the thing. Dirk was telling me how great Simon Holmson was gonna be. I remember that back in the day. Dirk, I'm glad I could put a face to the the comment. Morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Going to see Simon live at UBS versus the lightning, the flames, and the kraken. Hope you start to like Jasper Casper now, Grumpy. Got to get my flight now. Dirk, please tune in. Well, uh, I'll, like next Wednesday, I hope you can. I know we're not doing a Saturday show. So
1: good to see you back. So good. I'll, I'll see him at the game on Thursday and Saturday. He he came out last year and we met, and he he gave me this shirt, which is a really nice thing that he did. He's a great guy. Yeah, he
2: seems like a great
0: guy. Safe, safe travels there. Safe travels there. Frank says X Man is like Horvat, saving this team.
2: Oh, oh, oh bam! LOL.
0: <laughs> How many times has some X beat TJ arm wrestling? He he outsmarts
2: TJ Smoke.
0: Look at look at this comment. X, were you expecting Grumpy or somebody to say that you were beating me arm wrestling? Why would you start X? God, he just exposing himself.
2: still so arm wrestling
0: me. Jake um, says
2: teaching point for Lou. We traded Hamonick and got a first and two seconds. First round pick was used to select Dobson. Just saying.
1: Yep. Um, do you know who uh, one of the second round picks was? Who are the second round picks? Ishnikov. Oh, Ishikov.
2: Is this your cop a second round pick? That's right. Yeah. Yes, he
1: was. Him and Bodie Wild were in the same draft.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: And then another guy, to... another guy
2: banished to Neverworld because he wouldn't get a vaccination. I guess Tony he was right on that one.
0: Tony Cheese says, This is why my wife wants to dress me. I like the Stadium Series jersey. Uh, oh, oh, my jeez.
2: I thought, but, actually, I thought it said he that his wife likes to make him wear a dress, is what I thought it was originally in small print, but I'm staying
1: correct. I mean, I mean, look. If if you like that jersey, then you go buy it. It's your money, so I, I really don't care. You do what you want with your money, but I I that uh, that's the worst jersey the Islanders have ever 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 placed out there.
2: Tommy, have you ever heard the saying "A fool and his money are soon parted"? Yes, I have. My okay. father's told that. you heard it. Just didn't know if you heard
0: it. Before. Oh goodness. Um. Well. Well. There's, thank there's you. one comment
2: I want to read. It's the last one. It's the last one. Um. That's the one. How did you know? My God, Sun X might be running out of ass from all those lips. LOL. Perfect way to (laughs) answer. Oh, man. Uh, Well, thank
0: you so much. And join us,
2: everyone who commented, the love for Sun X. Join us tomorrow on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. We're going to be giving our Super Bowl predictions and a whole bunch of other hijinks we'll soon.
0: Um, one more comment here brett w says here i'll beat the game tomorrow too i got a legends ticket and i get to meet tj's favorite announcer before the game number 91 butch goring oh
2: god butch is a nice. super nice guy he's he's,
0: he's very nice but man I, I i can't listen to him i'm done i, I listen. i, like to
2: I gotta I like mute the game i can't I listen he's I just, and here's the thing you're gonna have a great he's a he's super tolerant with the fans He's, he's a nice guy. guy. We met him in
1: person. Yeah. Very yeah, nice Yeah, he's guy. a
2: great guy. A great
1: well, guy. We, we did the Florida trip this year. We we happened to run into him in the airport. He came up to us and saw that we had Islander stuff on us. Came walking up to us and wanted to talk about it. And we ended up on the same airplane.
2: He's Yeah, yeah he's a great guy. You know what I liked the best was when they had those little things where they had Shannon. I think Shannon was – was Shannon on the ice? Or maybe it was just Brendan and AJ, Molesco, and Butch. And they did the face-off, and Butch just – she couldn't get the face off off him. I mean, he's like a 70 year old man and she's twice his size and he just, you know, he just knows what to do. It it was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. I loved it.
0: He's been a face off camp a time or two, Um, but thank you so much, coach Tommy B for joining the show here tonight. Um, Thank you for joining us. Well, let me ask you this, coach Tommy B, what do you want to say before, before we wrap things up here today? And what are your thoughts for the remainder of this season here?
1: Yeah. Well, first off, I, You know, I love coming on the show. I enjoy talking hockey with you and with all your guests. So I want to say thank you for giving me that opportunity to be here today with you. And personally, you know, as I said, I'm praying for you both because I know you got something very special about to happen. And I want nothing but a beautiful, healthy baby for you both, for for grandpa and for dad. Thank you. So I wish that for you. And as far as, you know, I do personally, maybe it's because I think Sorokin is just Superman. I just think they're somehow going to squeak in. I don't think they're going to win the playoff round, but I think they're going to end up squeaking in because, of course, there's some torture to that for us Islander fans, and we know what torture's about. <laughs> so that's what I think, and uh, hopefully, as I said, uh, to my Brett, I'll be in Section 102 if you want to pop by and say hello tomorrow. Um, it be nice to meet you. And uh, anybody, again, wants to come down on the 18th of uh, February for the stadium series, we will be at Whiskey Reds watching the Islanders hopefully beat the
2: Rangers. And what is a spotlight game for the NHL.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things up here today?
2: I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ, TJ, the Grumpy Old Man, and Tommy B. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Coach Tommy B, for joining us here this evening, being a part of the show. We always love your takes, your input here. Love talking Islanders hockey with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Grumpy Old Man, for being a part of the show, as always. And thank you, everybody, for commenting in and tuning into the show here. We will not be live on Saturday, so just remember that. We will not have a show Saturday, but we will be live here on Wednesday, eight PM Eastern Standard Time.
2: I, and I just before we get out, I just want to say I watched the greatest family film ever last night, The Godfather. So everyone should watch it. Well, well the best ever.
1: <laughs> well,
0: thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Teach and Grumpy Old Man, and then Wednesday at eight PM Eastern Standard Time. Thanks so much, Coach Tommy B, and thank you, Grumpy. My pleasure.